Paddy, boys, <laughs> what's going on? It is footy and frothies. Barney's here with us. Ollie's here with us, drinking the clear stuff again. Uh, welcome to Footy and Frothies, 13th of 17th of March 2021. Round one's in the books, boys. Round two's on the way. Bit of news to talk about, plenty going on. How are you, Barney boy? Yeah, sleep deprived and a bit stressed, but <laughs> footy's back and beer's on the table, so get amongst it. <laughs> And Oliver from Oli the Oracle from Rugby League, in my opinion. How are you? I'm very well. Okay, cool. Very well, very well. Very <laughs> get a mouthful in there. Like That's it. fine. Nice. <laughs> Shall we talk news first? Oh, how did you enjoy the weekend? Good. I think it was a pretty good weekend of footy. I think uh, what was it? I heard there were 55 tries scored all up in round okay. one, 2021, and in 2020 there was 30 something. So there's been a definite uh, increase in attacking football and I think the game felt a bit faster as well. So I think that's sort of a statistic that can be attributed to the game getting faster. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll attribute that to the bloke that made the draw, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, no, good stats, good stats. And, Barney, enjoy the weekend. Yeah, mate, um, as you mentioned, there was a couple of really good high-quality games and there was a couple of not-so-high-quality games, but the footy's back, man, so... I spent plenty of time sitting in front of it. We'll do the news first um, before we do our review. But I think my takeaway from the round um, was the more things change, the more they stay the same. I think it just was like pick up where we left off last year. Um, a few player movements, this and that, but it was just a usual usual story for a lot of it. But we'll get into the reviews. Uh, let's talk some news. The big one of the week or the uh, argument starter of the week is the Suwali being cleared. Um, Gump forecast it happening last week. Um, Ollie, your take on it? I don't mind it, um, especially because he's not coming into the squad straight away, right? He's still playing reserve grade. Um, I've said before that I honestly like him playing reserve grade because it gives people a reason to watch that. It, it'll be a draw at North Sydney Oval. They'll be getting decent crowds to watch Sam Walker and um, Joseph Suwali play, so it's great uh, for that competition. But, look, since he's been cleared, it's come out all the players over the years who have been cleared to play uh, before the age of 18, and th- there are a lot of superstars. I think it, it does have to be a case-by-case thing. I'm glad that the NRL are not scrapping the rule completely and that they said this isn't going to happen very often but I think if there is a club who wants a player to make their debut before they turn 18 I think they should go through the same process Uh, the NRL should do a bit of an investigation and if they deem that the player is ready then they are because the clubs should be sensible enough to know whether a player is ready or not and I think Suwali based on what I've seen is ready to play in the NRL Barney? Oh it opens up a fair bit um, opens them up to a fair bit of ridicule. To be honest, like a lot of kids, it never used to be a rule. So if you were, if yeah, you want, if they wanted you in, they yeah. just you were in. That was simple as it, as it was. Um, what happens if you've got an eighteen-year-old who's still doing his HSC? Well, he's allowed to play. 
Yeah, but why isn't he under the same sort of um, restrictions and the having to have like uh, set out plans on his HSC and you know his development and that kind of stuff? I agree. A lot of forwards don't develop till they're 21, 22. You know what I mean? So it, does that now mean that they have to have a plan for every kid that's coming through from reserve grade into first grade? Or uh, I think it won't. But they won't. No. It? Um, yeah, and that's just uh, another bridge too far for some clubs. Roosters can do it, and some of the, the bigger clubs can. I don't ultimately have a problem with it. If, if this was an issue where every team's trying to play 17-year-olds... No, I never well, understood like the rule to begin with, to, to be honest. I believe it's only it's less than five years old, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. an old rule. Richardson role. brought it in. Yeah. Back. But, uh, and they, and they oh, reeled off the list of those that did, like Fittler, um, Tony Staggs. So it must be recently, obviously. And the ones that didn't make um, it, obviously. But career-ending injuries just a game away for anybody, yeah. realistically. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. But it's a collision sport and anything can go wrong at any time. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. And yeah. clubs aren't stupid enough to play an undeveloped, undeveloped child at, in NRL. To go out and get absolutely so, washed and never um, play again. I don't have an you issue with it. So. I don't... Look, I, I get the outrage. I get it's not a great look for those that... May support um, anybody else apart from the that roosters. you know it's another roosters thing I, I, I to understand it to an extent but yeah. it doesn't bother me uh, the logical place is when you play it I guess they just want him cleared for origin yep because you yeah, think come origin the time boys, they're going to have um, uh, Tedesco Tupo in their origin squad and gives them a chance to rest and somebody it lets, if they um, want to. It lets them probably play Manu at fullback again and yep. just bring in a centre so yep. it's it's essentially getting cover and then he's allowed to play what August anyway I think it's August so yeah. it's essentially letting him getting cleared for origin period doesn't bother me if team like if it was that big a deal and he's going to get killed well shouldn't other be teams be lining up to run at him like if wouldn't they want him in the team yeah, so, if he wasn't yeah, and, I don't, and wasn't in fairness no one from other clubs has actually come out and complained so I, I don't really have an issue with that um, the other news well the circling today Ryan Madison oh, yeah. have you seen this story yeah I have and there's a, a, a bit more to it actually going back a couple of weeks uh, other than just today's report so today's report is that uh, Ryan Madison's management have contacted rival clubs, seeing, I guess, gauging what he's worth, uh, seeing if he could get a better deal for next season. One thing I want to stress straight away, a lot of people are thinking he's trying to break contract because a a lot of the reports uh, say that he's contracted to... 2022 and that's always the headline but he's actually only contracted to the end of 2021 he has an option in his favour at the end of this okay. year so yeah. he he's well within his rights to do this and uh, to talk to other clubs if he wants to three weeks ago the mole actually reported though and this is something that Damo um, brought up to us um, earlier today that the Bulldogs had signed his younger brother Dean. Now it's not been reported that he wants to join the Bulldogs to play with his brother, but it has been reported that the Bulldogs are now chasing him. To play and that was from, yeah to play with his brother. Uh, that was three weeks ago, so we'll have to see how that develops. You'd you'd have to say though, based off of today's report and based off of that report three weeks ago, the Bulldogs would probably be the favourites to sign him at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the end of the day, he's um, well within his rights to test the market. So I Exactly, and yeah. as Ollie said, if he's only contracted to the end of this season, then um, come November he's going to be looking for another contract anyway. So um, obviously he's, he's uh, put his uh, flag up the post. He's a mercenary for hire. It looks like he's going to spend his career going from club to club, getting the best coin that he can, and good luck to him. And maybe he's The thing is, you've only got, you've only got a five-year so five window where you're going to be worth that anyway. Especially at your peak, yeah. You're probably only at your peak for five years. Um, maybe 10 if you're really that good but you know what I mean you've got to make your money when you can and if that's the way he's going to go through his career good luck to him 
Uh, yeah, uh, well, and if the Bulldogs do land him, then you throw uh, Burton, Fox and Madison, like any club would <laughs> happily take those three, um, which, which um, Tigers had two of them. Um, at different times, uh, but they will bolster their stocks. If he wants to play with his brother, good luck what to is, him. It is what it is. If like, he's doing no, it for money, then good luck to him. I think the, uh, the day. Like, it, you can't it, be dirty on the boat. No, nah, it's easy clickbait for... football. For, um, for news sites. He's going to do it his way. The I guess the last news story really out of the week uh, is the Toby Rudolph getting warned for his comments, which I took no offence to and laughed at and similar to the uh, Don't Blush Baby incident. Unfortunately, no one's allowed to have personality here within the games anymore, which um, is sad. And actually, don't I, said, I didn't even read that there was a complaint, at least with Channel no, 7, I believe there was a complaint. There would have been a few of them somewhere. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure someone on Facebook did, but like people need their personality. And to his credit, I saw DCE come out and actually, of all people, yeah, came yeah. out and defended him. So well, what are we supposed to do? So... Uh, you preface the, the very next sentence by saying, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going home to have an ice bath and, you know, it's going to be very, very quiet. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't even Blake have to say that. around though. having a joke, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you say about it? Any, anything to add to that? <laughs> Obviously, you can't have a joke in an after-match uh, interview anymore. I, I, Radley came out and said he was going to have a million beers after winning the grand final, yeah. didn't he? And that, that wasn't the co- part that got picked up on because he said he goes, oh, I might go out and try and pick up yeah, at a club yeah, or course. something. Anything, That's, something, anything. They yeah. think, yeah, it could be related. To I don't know. Who's to say it's a woman? Who's to say it's not a man? Who's to say he's, who knows? He could, yeah. <laughs> he's just fucking around. I would realistically. Thought. And then the one that sort of got half missed was um, which I did see. I think Damo sent it to us when it happened um, after the Parramatta game. The NRL account put up a gorilla oh, yes. emoji saying what a got what a and put a gorilla emoji over the picture of uh, Junior Paulo for the Parramatta team and um, given what we've seen I would, would suggest I hope he doesn't that bloke actually doesn't have a job anymore but I'm sure he still does and there'll be no formal warnings there well I'll say this I'm sure the person that did it did not intend to make a, a racial remark or anything. You'd be stupid to do that on purpose because you lose your job, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd think you would, but I, I feel like it's someone who used that emoji because, I don't know, gorillas are seen as strong in the, in the animal kingdom yeah, and yeah. that that's why they did it. And then afterwards they went, oh, oh and, and then it, it clicked, yeah. which um, I, I guess it's a mistake, but it's a, a mistake that in society we're trying to rub out. So Similar with Rudolph, obviously, you know, like it's a PC. PC thing and that's just the way that the NRL's obviously going to play it from now on. You you can't make a some any sort of salacious comment or emoji or anything at all. So um, as long as that extends to every aspect of players' lives, then and not just going to pick up TV comments for the sake of yeah, being, completely um, agree with that. Yes. Then that's fine if you're going to actually yeah police some of the other behaviour that happens off the field then that's fine but um, I think there's a long road to go to without looking like if not I don't know if hypocritical is the word but not great when you're worrying about obviously we try to joke stay out. out of this kind of stuff because realistically yeah. at the end of the day what comes out of our mouth at the pub probably you know matches half of the stuff that you Never. hear about and carry about. on about anyway uh, so. some signing news so Francis Molo going to the Dragons from next year yeah okay uh, I guess that, that boost is uh, bolsters their forward stocks. Yeah. 
Uh, what do we got here? Torhu Harris re-signed to 2024. Hudson Young's re-signed for the same. So they're both uh, good good news for both their respective clubs. I'd be surprised clubs. if the Warriors let Harris go now. I think he'll be there till the end of his yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. And Hudson Young, yeah, they'd it, be silly to yeah. let him go. So. If, if I can add one in, and off the top of my head, I can't remember his name, I apologise, but one of the young blokes coming through at the Bulldogs who showed a lot of promise in the trials and I think had actually been scouted by the Roosters and Nick Politis was looking at him and one of the Roosters to sign him. He's re-signed with the Bulldogs for two years. As I said, off the top of my head, um, I can't remember his name, so I apologise, but I'm, I'm sure it's a name I'll remember for years to come um, based on this height. Yep. So good on him for oh, keeping cool. him. Cool. Um, congratulations. TBA. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, suspension news. Ramian got three weeks uh, out of the Sharks game and Crichton got a week for a crusher. Um, took the early plea there. And he did take the on. plea. Yeah, fair So enough. I think it was two weeks if he didn't. So yep. my, that's fine for my super coach. I think there was a lot team. in that crusher. Um, Ramian, that was a pretty bad shot to the back of the head. Yeah. With force. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, injury news. Ewan Atkin, eight to ten weeks with his ankle. Brian Kelly, three weeks with his hand. Matt Lodge is looking about three weeks with a hamstring. Coates and Nasta both look pretty bad. And um, Asiata. Asiata, sorry. <laughs> Nasta. Asiata uh, have both been named this week. I will say I thought it was a particularly bad look that they let Coates walk off the field. Yeah, me too. I, 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 just, I was stunned. No one just ran over and said, don't move. Put him in a neck brace, um, please. Particularly after five replays and he hadn't got up and then they let him get up. I, I'm, the way he landed on the side of his I, head. I couldn't believe like nobody had the foresight to say, look, mate, just don't move. But um, apparently all's okay, but he did not look good. Uh, Adam Kieran is a significant injury. We don't know what – I don't have a time frame on that, but okay. they've said not good. Yep. And Jake Friend with his um, concussion stuff, his TBA – uh, I guess he's going to seek some advice and see what happens next. Any thoughts on the Jake Friend thing? Oh, well, this is where I'm actually going to bring in something from another sport. The AFL have implemented a rule this year that if any player fails a HIA test, they have to sit out for at least two weeks. And honestly, I'm fine with that. So I would at least hope to see Friend miss two weeks just to be safe. Your boxing used to be two weeks. I think it's now two months if you get knocked three, out in boxing. Maybe three months, yeah. So I think they, there probably should be some sort of mandatory um, like side line time if you do cop a HIA and you yeah. can't return. Uh, I agree. Uh, obviously, it's still a lot to be learned. People have uh, actually healed, um, particularly in for those that follow um, well professional wrestling, for example. Blokes are never going to work again, and now after five years out of the out of the business, have come back in. Ten years out of the business, actually, in some cases. Yeah. Um, but uh, the whole HIA setup, from my understanding, from reports when you actually read about it, the HIA is not intended as a if you uh, HIA out, the whole point of it is to be prevent uh, uh, prevention for next for the next one. Not like, hey, you're clear next week. If you're HIA out, like AFL have done, you should be having two weeks out. It's not. Oh no, you've come up good. You're right to go. It should, it should be a man. I whether two weeks is long enough. I think the minimum a week. I would have thought yeah, a minimum a week makes weeks. sense. Would be fine if you, um, particularly if you're out. Obviously not every HIA test. Um, and there's a couple on the weekend which were blatantly not an issue. I thought, but um, I'm all in favour of being precautionary. Um, 
would I would have thought if you're taken out of the game with HIA at least a week? Well, I think if now not two. It's a, you have to go off for a HIA. Like, it doesn't matter as long as there's contact with the head. You've got yeah. to go off. Like, even if you're not really groggy or anything, you've got to go off now. I think that's the rule. Uh, the especially if there's a if it's a penalty, you go off as well. Yeah, uh, as long as there's any contact with the head, I think. Because there's like one you on. Lose your head. balance. Any. It yeah. might have been the cam. It might have been a Canberra, the yeah. Tigers game. There's one that was just. Um, just Almost insignificant contact and they took and they took him out of the game. He was yeah. fine, but they took him out. I can't remember it now. Yeah. Uh, PCTC. So congratulations to Carol who tipped a perfect round yeah. in our yes. tipping comp. She was the only one, which um, was the only one. Yeah. She found it kicked off with a nine-point round. Well done to her. From our, I guess the footy and frothies crew that have lobbed into the thing. Uh, 13 people found seven, including Barney. Um, so you're running, I think, 13th or Third. so. And, uh, or third, yes. Yeah, third sorry. in our comp, yeah. And Carol's third first. And, uh, and myself down the track then. Uh, Gaz, sorry, Gaz found seven as well, yeah. I believe. So in terms of the footy and frothies crew that lobbed on. Obviously, it's not going to take shape for about four or five weeks. You yeah. get a better understanding of where everyone sits in and, four or five weeks and, from now. And I think but. with the, the way the comp looks, it looks like the whole key to winning your tipping comps this year is finding those key two matches. The, the bottom yeah. of the barrel matches the ones are going to decide the comp and probably tipping against your team when you're only 50-50 whether they're going to win or not <laughs> yeah so yeah the cop yeah beautiful so that's uh, I guess the news essentially out of and the wrap up away from the field yep just quickly I did challenge last week oh can do pen of the week now sure uh, <laughs> go for it you've got it oh I've got to find a thing I'll just get it up on my phone I've got the photo um, so we're gonna do salute and slap as we get where they pop up in the appropriate times. You don't do them all as one pop up. I think we'll chuck it in the end. We'll okay. Chuck it in the end. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, good with me. You can do our um, salute, slap, pop plant, and bets at the end of the, okay. the end of the wrap Sounds up. Good. I think. What do you got for us? Uh, well, it's related to Joseph Sawali, a topic we were just talking about. Yep. So I put out a post about that when he got um, approved to play. And the top comment was, the other 15 clubs should boycott this round in protest of the NRL favouring the Roosters in changing the rules that have been put in place to protect young players. The league and the Roosters show that they will do anything to get the Roosters over the line. Just unfair to every other club that the NRL give them advantages every year. Yeah. Alrighty. We don't need to add anything so to that. So many of them out there. Like, there's plenty what floating around. Simple, mate. It's- the other 15 clubs had a 17-year-old that they thought was worth playing in their team. They'd be doing the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you haven't heard it, so... Jesus. Uh, and I did challenge last week Danan to make a positive comment each and every week, and he has come to the party, so <laughs> kudos to Danan. Uh, great to see Ryan James scoring a try for his first game in, since 2019. It was so nice. Yes, it was. Well done, it was and a very, very nice good day. Danan, and I had a quick chat him today. He's keen to come and have a chat with us in person. He's going to tee that up in the coming weeks. Nice. As the rain does get heavier in Western Sydney. Uh, shall we get into... Oh. Well, the James interview just before the match wasn't bad either. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, you got um, it's good quite after emotional. The match as well. And, um, yeah. yeah, it was a, a pretty good look yeah, it was outstanding. his last couple of years that, he, you know, he's been he's been out of the game, so... Well, he didn't get a warning for anything, so pretty good <laughs> by NRL standards. Yeah. Um, exactly. 
Uh, and him and Jai Arrow were both tremendous. I guess ex-Titans and new clubs, I thought, were both Everyone. tremendous, as we'll get to. Something I raised love mid last year and had a bit of a – just this round had a bit of a feel of it. Um, so I did it a couple of rounds towards the back end last year. It just had the feel that favourites won every penalty count. So I did uh, – just to make sure I wasn't going mad, I'd go and look and um, – Storm won 3-2 on Thursday night. It was 5-0 in the Bulldogs game to um, Newcastle. Parramatta won 3-1. Titans 6-5. Roosters 2-1. Penrith 7-3. Canberra 6-5. And the Sharks 3 runs. So, in fact, yes, the favourites did win every penalty count again uh, and won every tackle reset bar the Titans game, which is yeah, early okay. round. So, I don't think... There was just, I don't know if it's because it happens at key moments, but geez, it, it just felt those times in th- three games, I thought, where, yeah, the penalty. There was a preference. Yeah, there was a preference. Like um, but like we make a point in not talking about referees, so I just want to mention that before we get into actual match reviews. Uh, any thoughts? No? No. See how we just, go this I'll just week. draw it, do it, yeah. and uh, we'll see how it looks this week. But I just thought I don't want to get dragged down in it, in because uh, it is—it's just boring to listen to when you talk about it in actual game reviews. Of course, but um, I'll mention it, and we can have just pass by as I mentioned it in the stats of each game. Yeah, no, well, you throw it back in there. Uh, but let's kick off Friday night in what was a uh, an interesting game to watch—a cracking first half. Anyway, um, Storm twenty-six, Bunnies eighteen. Barney, you under your stats? The second half was pretty good too if you're mm, a Rabbit supporter. Mm. But yeah, 78% completion for the Storm, 63 for the Rabbits. Four tries played three. Three out of four conversions for Melbourne, three out of three conversions for the Rabbits, and two penalty goals to Melbourne. 32 out of 41 sets played 25 out of 40. Line breaks were 5 to 3. Tackle busts were 22 for Melbourne, 34 for the Rabbits. Offloads 4 to 10. A consistent theme over the weekend, actually. You'll see most of the teams that were behind a good wave through a lot more offloads towards the back end of the game, which sort of skews that stat a little bit. Uh, and another one, zero forced dropouts and zero 40-20s. Ruck infringements were 4 to 3 for the, uh, towards the Storm. Tackles 305 for Melbourne, 338 for the Rabbits. Uh, Was it zero for both teams? Yes. Yeah. Um, two penalties conceded for the Storm, three for the Rabbits. 11 errors played 16. Brandon Smith with 35 tackles. Murray with 49. Uh, Pappy with 175 metres and Mitchell with 180 metres. Uh, Ollie, your key takeaways from the game? Oh Well, the first thing I want to say, and I know all the sooks out there won't want to admit it, but there is just about nothing better in terms of watching a game of football and watching the Storm or the Roosters or a site like that dominate the game. I loved watching the first 40 minutes of football and just see Melbourne do their thing pretty much unopposed from South Sydney. Um, one takeaway for me, though, was Benji Marshall. When he came on the field, the game changed, and it just shows the influence he can still have on a side, but it also shows the influence he can have on a premiership contending side, which is is really good to see. Yeah, when he came on, the game sort of changed towards the end of the first half, and then South Sydney uh, were pretty solid in the second half. I don't think... A lot of people were saying that, no, Melbourne were crap, they dropped right off in the second half. I don't necessarily think they did that. Melbourne knew that they didn't really have to score any more points, and that's what Melbourne can do. They can control a game, they can just sit back a bit and maybe focus um, on other areas of their game. They did let in some tries, of course, in that second half, but yeah, they, they were well in control for that whole game. I was never concerned that Melbourne weren't winning that. 
I want to go back to your Benji point. I agree. I think the game changed when he came on. I think he went to first receiver, essentially. Yep. He uh, took a bit of a back seat. Put the pot plant back on the shelf. <laughs> and uh, I really like the way they set up where they essentially had Cody Walker playing, I guess, second fullback almost yeah, yeah, and playing points. a wider wider receiver and sweeping one way and Latrell the other. And Benji was in control for probably 20 minutes Both of that game. Both sides of the field as well. And just um, he was outstanding. And... Amazing of it, just so like for Wayne Bennett, it must show the respect he has for him to actually didn't just bring him in to play a bench, whatever it was, 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah, he put him on the field to do a job and he did a job. And uh, I'd be very there'll be games where he tears teams apart or at least enables the two other stars to tear teams apart. And very clever. Any thoughts on Benji, Barn? Oh, and then give us your thoughts on the game. Oh, just with the um. I failed to mention the super coach. I'll wrap that at the end of each stat. So I'm going to go with the top three scorers, and then if if there isn't a player out of the opposition team, I'll chuck the top scorer out of that one. So we had Pappy with 124 points, Mitchell with 117, and Cody Walker with 82. Um, I oh, mate, the, the absolute slaughter in that first 20 minutes. Melbourne just, you know, just absolutely belted them in attack and defence. There was an obvious plan, I thought, from Melbourne to stretch Souths from the start of the game. It was sort of one-two one, two punch and then go as wide as you could and try to stretch them on those edges. Yeah. And they were found wanting there with the second rowers and the centres. There was a, well, there well, was a, they had a brand new edge. And, um, <laughs> they yeah, terrorised yeah. that left edge there at um, the different points in that first 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, and and uh, Wayne didn't didn't mess around <laughs> fixing it this week, did he? No, he didn't. The first try I thought was a was a little bit soft, but it was good vision from Munster to pick when he went. Um, second try was outstanding. They were they were on their own twenty meter line and just went they're short there. Go bang, fucking gone. <laughs> Josh yeah. had a car down sideline. Man, it was yeah, it was outstanding. Um, and then the third one with just really good straight line running and short passing from Pappy. Pappy was fucking outstanding, man. It yep. was two tries, a try assist, 175 metres, line break, two line break assists. He was fucking everywhere again. He's looking like he's going to be a, a serious contender for at the end of the season for quite a few awards. But um, South's got the momentum back in that last 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I think that sort of Jerry, I think that was about when Benji was <laughs> interjected into the game yeah. too, to be honest. But... Um, and then in the second half, Melbourne tried to ground, grind it out, but they were doing it on the back of poor field position, so they sort of got a bit stuck there, and I think that sort of let Salves back in at, some, at different points. Yeah. Or I think they would have kicked if if um, old man Smith was there, they might have kicked a little bit earlier, they might have done it a little bit different and might have had a bit better field position, and Souths might not have come back as far as they did, yeah. but... It was, it that was, was the only thing game, missing man. from the game okay. was um, that Smith early pin, um, yeah. and that was just the, I guess the one little puzzle piece that they don't have right now. Yeah. Um, and whether it's probably up went to, that little bit too defensive, a little yeah. bit too early, just tried to grind it out probably a little bit too early. But South Mitchell was their best in attack. Um, uh, yeah. On the sweep outside of Benji, Benji orchestrated it, and Mitchell sort of exec- yeah. did the execution. Um, I thought Latrell was absolutely outstanding, and there's going to be teams, including the one they're playing uh, in about four days' time, that he's, he's going to tear to bits. Uh, he, I was in love. I, I've knocked him in years gone by, um, but I thought. He's now ready to to be a serious player. He, I thought he was south, close to south's best. Um, he's probably better if he goes himself, but he can still tip it on to the yeah, next bloke. But then he's got um, he and there's stuff he does. He, like uh, what he he put over um, Mansell 
Is it Mansell? AJ. AJ, sorry, other yeah. side. A great ball. Uh, just great AJ's ball. AJ's be a decent pickup in Supercoach too. Um, I think he's going to be on the end of a lot of <laughs> a lot of slick moves down the left-hand side. A um, couple of other. Just jump in when you – I'm just going to go yeah, through a couple of my notes. It. Jump in when um, – I thought Cheese was pretty good. He wasn't uh, – he, he had very very clean service. Uh, was quick out dummy half when we had to – nothing over the top in terms of – being a, uh, but I guess he looked like an international hooker without being Cameron Smith. His running game good. was good without tearing on the yeah, part. And I think yeah. he led the tackle count. Um, he did. Christian Welsh was tremendous first half. I think he is close to the, yeah, sword, their forwards so. just bashed him for the first half. They were just super impressive. Jairo was part of the momentum shift back to South when he came on. Yeah, he, he really added a big straight. straight. When he came, um, yeah. 176 metres, 29 tackles. I thought he was um, just outstanding on return and he, it's a matter of time to be starting. I see they've changed their back row this week. Playing at least an hour, probably 80 minutes at some point. Uh, they did look small at times. Like the Melbourne pack did bash them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have, again, they've changed up for this week. But uh, if Tom goes down like he looked like he might have, uh, there is concerns through that middle. But there are teams Souths will beat by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um first 20 minutes I thought Cody Walker I talk all the time about Penrith earning the right to score points later in the game yep. and Souths didn't do that no, Cody no, Walker just for the first 20 minutes thought he had to score every time he touched the ball yeah. like he ran every ball time in, and yeah. he was just he just looked like um, yeah. he just was trying let's say trying too hard well you bring up Walker for Souths I honestly think both halves were relatively poor I think Latrell probably had a bit of a quiet first half but then when Benji came on they they linked up straight away and uh, for the rest of the game, Latrell was great, as you guys said. But, yeah, I just thought Reynolds was quiet. It was sort of the Adam Reynolds we were seeing at during the Start first of half of, yep. of last season. And yep. with Cody Walker, it was, yeah, as you said, trying too much. And as I've said before, Cody Walker's a confidence player. I wouldn't be surprised if he is a bit quiet for the first few weeks of the season now that he has had that poor performance and couldn't get the job done against Melbourne. Hopefully not. Hopefully he's gotten over that by now. But, um <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't too impressed with either where, of South's um, halves. Yeah, someone like Reynolds or Benji, as um, Daggy said, needs to start going, OK, no, you're not touching it this set. We're going to turn it back inside, yeah. turn it back inside, grind, grind, Or just grind. kick for a repeat but set. Like, for maybe no repeat sets. Like, Reynolds' job should be earning 18 tackles for Walker to yeah. put the, ice on the, the icing on the cake. South's biggest problem time. is the same as what they did pretty much last year. They lost a few games just through ball control. Like, yep. They dropped the ball. Oh, and I want to make really very clear, South, times, in my opinion, like, South should have won that game. Mm. They had momentum. If they'd started better. Uh, yeah. and, but by the back end, they had momentum and execution cost them even when they were on top. Critical times, and, they dropped the ball um, too. I thought they had all momentum. I thought they had their sights on them if, if, if uh, a few little... A little bit of patience would have gone a long way in that game and it would have been a lot closer, in my opinion. Last one, I guess we'll finish on here. Uh, Damien Cook, where's he at, Barney? <laughs> he's just going, seems to be going through the motions majority of the time these days. I'm I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah. I think Arrow, if they do get him in the middle with Murray, it might help because he's got a pretty quick play the ball on him as well. But um, yeah. they don't they just don't seem to get quick enough play the ball for him to do much out of the dummy half. And, and he seems obviously, but you've got a third half in there now too, so they're all they want the ball. So that's true. Yeah. It takes a little bit off him, but. Yeah, honestly, I thought I thought he was fine. Personally, I think he was better than Walker and Reynolds in terms of his like positive input into the game. But yeah, not by much. And um, 
I feel like this isn't something that's going to stick with Damian Cook. He's usually pretty consistent. Even when South yep. Sydney are down, he's usually one of their better players. Even towards the end of 2019 when they lost a bunch of games in a row and they just scraped into the, the top four, it was pretty much him and Cameron Murray who led the charge and uh, kept their heads above the water. So I, I feel like he can come back based on based off of history. Yeah. Any final thoughts from this game, boys? No, I don't mind the changes coming up, but we'll talk about that and then this round. So. Newcastle 32 beat the, um, I guess, half-plucky Bulldogs, 16. Um, they were in the contest for a little bit there, but just, uh, as I said, the more things tend to change, the more they seem to have cha- stayed the same. Yeah, so five tries played three, uh, four out of five conversions for the Knights, two out of three for the Dogs, two penalty goals to Newcastle. 83% completion for Newcastle, 72 for Canterbury, 36 sets out of 43 and 26 out of 36, seven line breaks played four, 30 tackle busts played 19, 17 offloads to two, uh, one one force dropout uh, for the Knights and two for the Dogs. No 40-20s. Three ruck infringements for the Knights, four for the Dogs. 306 tackles played 332. Seven errors played 13. Braley with 50 tackles. Jackson with 46. Clement with 217 metres. And Kotrick with 158. Uh, Daniel Saifidi with 128 supercoach points. Barnett with 105. And Dallin with 89. Um, how, did you see how Braley went in that game, yeah, supercoach-wise? Yeah, solid. No, uh, he was just, it was 80, 87, I think okay, it was. Okay, cool. No, yeah, I understand. So. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought, uh, uh, look, <sighs> both teams looked a little bit, yeah, they're both there. I'm not taking a heap out of the game. It's a very wet game. Uh, so, and it was a wet yeah. game. Um, I thought once the Newcastle forwards found their stride, they were very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnett, obviously, I, I have a small man crush on him and have had, <laughs> and now he kicks goals. It's you know, <laughs> a, a semi-bigger man crush. Uh, but once they found it, obviously, so it would... You guys can talk about Saifidi, but he was absolutely outstanding. They worked well as a unit, and I thought they were great. But by the time they'd stomped... Bulldogs out, I think some of their stats are exaggerated sort of towards the back end. I thought the Bulldogs props were underwhelming. The dogs were shot at half time, mate. Yeah. They, they came out two minutes into the second half. I'm like, they're fucked. Like, yeah. they just got nothing left. And yeah. <laughs> it proved to be the case. So uh, I don't know where uh, either of those, yeah, they, they need a. We hoped it was Jack Hetherington. We need to see him again. Um, Luke Thompson's still got to come still back. Still need as Luke well. Thompson. That's true, yeah. But he's not a big body, but he'll help. Yeah. Um, Adam Elliott was tremendous. I thought he was close to the dog's best. Uh, Jay, uh, Kyle Flanagan was very good um, for the, what he could do in the situations. And I guess Jake Avrilo may be in pot plant discussions. The first 20 minutes, he had time. some nice kicks. Um, yeah. He played a bit of field position. Dogs were in front for the first 15, probably mm. 15, 20 minutes of that game. Um, nice, really nice cutout ball from Flanagan to put uh, Dallin in the corner. Um and as, as I said, they're playing some nice field position with early kicks and some very some very nice kicks, actually short and long to um, turn turn the Knights around and pin them down their end. But then um, that that Daniel Saifidi, he's just such a big body man, yeah. like that close to the line. How do you stop something like that? 
coming at you full pelt. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, the first 20 minutes or so, it was really flashy, like entertaining football from the Bulldogs, and it worked. And uh, there came a point where Newcastle just thought, we're going to do the complete opposite. We're just going to dominate them up the middle. And that's what happened. Like, as well as Safedi, you brought him up before, 200 running metres plus for David Clemmer as well against his old club. Had a really oh. big performance. I mean, those two forwards pretty much carried the night side, I'll nearly say. No, no one was bad, right? No. Everyone played their part, but those two guys just, they mm. put the rest of the side on their back and they just they just went for it. And it was it was good to see um, a side. I'd probably say they were the best side going up the middle um, this weekend. Would have been Newcastle. close to it, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, it was one of my concerns before the ball was kicked that the dog's flashy sort of attack style will get them a few points, but it could stretch them at times and the, the link between their halves and their outside backs might struggle. Kotrick had a bit of a shocker, I think. He was going in a little bit too hard and he made he a tried, few mistakes. Uh, he had a couple of runs and he, he tried very nice hard. He had some nice touches, yeah. He tried he hard, did, but yes, he early really on. Um, he, he made a few errors there, which were costly at times. Um, the Knights, after about 15 minutes, they decided to start whacking blokes, as um, Ollie said, and it started with their defence. I noticed Frizzell and... Um, Clemmer were flying off the line and actually trying to put shots on blokes and the dogs sort of went, oh, shit, what's going on here? And that's sort of when the momentum swung back Newcastle's way. Um, And as I said earlier, two minutes into the second half, I'm like, oh, the dogs are gone here. They they just, they looked out on their feet at halftime, like... And after that, how do you come back when you you know you're running on empty as soon as the second half starts? Being bashed again, and then well, yeah, just, they just keep pouring through the middle. It is exciting for them to have yeah, for Newcastle. The most exciting about the team now, I guess, is obviously their forward pack. Uh, yep. But two Saifidis, uh, Clemmer was as good as he was last year, and now you throw Frizzell in, yep. hurting people along with Barnett. And the man it's, injury actually, I think it um, freed him up a little bit. Watson actually looked like he added a little bit of um, a little bit something bit different, you know, where yeah. man was a bit more structured. They lost a little bit of that structure when he went off, but uh, I thought it actually benefited Newcastle with yep. Watson floating around. He did a couple of, was a couple of really nice touches, actually. Um, but yeah, Frizzell looked as fresh as he has for years. He was he was one of their dominant forwards as well yep. on that edge. He was doing some real nice stuff. So. And I asked from a super coach point of view, but Brayley... Uh Looks like he'll be. He killed it. He looked like addition. one of the better hookers running around this round. Um, he did his tackles. He, I think he did it hit near the 50, meet, 50 tackle mark and was making some good meters. Um, Any time that markers were split or down, he was out straight away and got him up the field. And then they just rolled on the back of that. So, Ollie, any other thoughts from it? Uh, I hate to say it because I love him, but Corey Allen had a bit of a shocker. Yeah, too, on debut. Too. Yeah. Um, not too dissimilar to Origin three. But hopefully you can snap out of it quick because he is a talent. He's yeah, he's now put a couple of those together, um, and obviously I, I really rate him as well. But not getting quality clean ball, he's going to have to probably go looking for a little more than he wants. And Kotrick was the same. A lot of stuff him. back into the middle, into yeah. the teeth of those big boys, and they got they, they got hurt a couple yeah. of times because of it. And again, um, drop balls at crucial times. It's going to be a theme where you're going to see teams when they get blown off the park because they just keep dropping the ball. Right. Yeah. Um, no doubts. I think uh, no doubts. Cole Fleming is a first grade halfback. He'll yeah, yeah, get there. He just needs a partner in crime, which he's he does. getting in twelve months, I suppose. And um, yeah, as as you mentioned, I think they need um, they need the pillars. I think they need a bit more work out of their the two yeah two front rows. I was um yeah like I said, I actually at the prices end up getting both of them for my super coach bench and was pretty disappointed in both. So. Um, 
talk about Sydney. Hetherington so. lost his head a little bit, gave away a couple of silly little things and a little bit of niggly stuff, which we did so, did forecast that could could happen. But any thoughts, Ollie, to wrap up with? No, nothing to add. Para 24, got over Brisbane 16, uh, who came out of the blocks flying uh, once again. More things change. Uh, stats, Bun. They looked the goods for 40 minutes. Mm. Um, three tries played four. Two out of three conversions for Brisbane. Four out of four for Parramatta. 85% completion for Brisbane and 73% for Parramatta. 33 out of 39 sets played 33 out of 45. Five line breaks each. 23 tackle busts for Brisbane. 38 for Parramatta. And I think 37 of those were in the second half. 14 offloads played 18. A force dropout each. 347 tackles played 364. Two ruck infringements for Brisbane, one for Parramatta. Penalties conceded, three to Brisbane, one to Parramatta. 13 errors played 15. Carrigan made 47 tackles. Mahoney with 55. Mead made 191 metres. And Papa, uh, Papalihi made 200 metres. Ollie, your takeaway. I have to agree with um, something Barney said there. I think Brisbane probably had a good 60 minutes or so. It's just due to the injuries, they sort of tied out a bit. What's different from this Broncos team to a Brisbane Broncos team last year that would you know put the points on earlier than drop off? The, the effort was still there. I think they were still playing relatively good. They're, they're the way they were playing on the field didn't necessarily yeah, drop. Last 15, it was just, yeah. that last 15, and, and, they yeah. dropped away. And, but, yeah. and they started getting the injuries and that. And honestly, um, I'm kind of not sold either way. My, my mind keeps flipping. But that Jake Turpin try, I thought, could have been awarded. And you know what? I I believe if he scores that, Brisbane probably go on with Hang it. Hang on. Yeah. From memory, uh, live, I gave it a try. I was pretty sure sitting over there, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's a try. Um, yeah, I, I think it was. And, you know, I think Milford and Croft were were all right. I think Milford was <laughs> decent and they weren't anything amazing. And we give Croft crap all the time, but I have to give credit where credit is due in that he one. Was solid, yeah. I still think, though, if they want to take it to that n- next level, get a bit better in the halves, they do need Tom Deaton in there somewhere. Yeah. Your takeaway, Spun? Um, yeah, Brisbane's energy in that first half was massive, man. Um, Milford, I thought in that first 40 to 60, was the best he's played for a couple of years, to be honest. Um, he was he was managing the game, kicking-wise, and um, you know he just had his forwards running off him, his, his back rowers, and they were putting dents in Parramatta everywhere. Obviously, yeah. Parramatta just... Fucking, I think they dropped every second ball that was passed to them. I will, I will <laughs> say with Milford, with Milford, Can we just make it very clear? Parramatta were pathetic in that first Oh, 100%. They, they were, were terrible. Disgusting. They were awful. Yeah, yeah they... they keep going. Yeah, we'll I, to I was just going to say about with Milford, you, you're 100% right. I just felt towards the end of the game, though, his effort was still there, which, again, his the same as the rest of the way. His game management, it, it yeah, didn't it necessarily did. go missing, but under the pressure, he just wasn't thinking right. His kicking right game decision. fell apart yeah, in that well, last 20 minutes. That little chip on the last tackle yeah. might have even been on the fourth to try and run it through. You yeah. get what he was trying to do, but, like, <laughs> come on. That first half, the centres and wingers were just completely broken for Parramatta. They, all four of them were just fucking all well, over they changed, the place. The well, Fergo that, was fairly solid, sorry. He was still doing his work. extend that because they swapped uh, Madison and Lane. Yes. So both edge, they just look like they'd never... Well, there's the Parramatta three, looked like they had not trained together. Three That's right how there, bad mate. they were. Sivo, Blake and Lane were absolutely yeah. horrible in that first half. They were fucking disgusting. I think Lane dropped about four balls in the space of yeah. about ten minutes and just kept giving it back to Brisbane and they scored a couple of tries off the back of it. Um, Papali and Kafusi actually, I thought they... 
they started was, to turn the game. Really he almost yeah. single-handedly dragged them. And Kafusi was just as good, yeah. man. That was the one-two punch. Once yeah. that because they, they both come on at basically the same time, and it was one after another, after another, after another, I, and just set after set, I making they, 20, like, 30 metres. Almost dragged Parramatta kicking and screaming back into mm-hmm. that game. And then uh, Gutho jumped on the back of him. And yeah, yeah. It, uh, just quickly because we'll get to the second half. Um, Matt Lodge looked really good for the first. He set him up. He was. You'd see he was just setting him up. He was again doing that hard yards up the middle. That injury crueled him. I was going to say think, that, that sucked knock, a, the suck. wind out of him. Yeah. Uh, Carrigan was sensational. Like, he is just a. He'll Tough play for Queensland for the that, next. Um, he's just going to harder turns to like, and he's every just, fucking whether week. he plays lock, he's going to probably at some point get thrown into play front row again because they're going to be rooted. Um, he will. He just turns up. And does it and does it and does it. I just so much admiration for him, and he deserves to play for Queensland for the next 15 years. Uh, what do we make of Rick, of Jordan Ricky? First half an hour was more than solid. Yeah. Um, the last sort of 50 minutes, he I don't know. He's basically an attacking player. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't see him smacking blokes in defence and stuff. Yeah. He just sort of does his job with his centre. He feels a but, tiny bit small at times. He looks. He runs good enough angles, and I think in attack that's great. And, yeah. and runs really well. Mm. He just, um, like, he, yeah, I think, especially he gives me someone, some big teams will target to bash. Of course. Um, Obviously, it's pretty hard for a back row because you've got a centre on one side and a half on the other. Yeah. So, obviously, a lot of combinations are going to come um, the longer that you play with the, the bloke on your inside and your outside. They did get stretched a couple of times in that position. Um, I think one of them was his fault and the other two were probably um, not his fault. Yeah. More more so reacting to his inside and his outside. But uh, he looks a prospect. But, yeah, he, I don't know. He either gassed out or he's just sort of backed off for the last sort of the mm-hmm. second half. But that second half, they had nothing. They, they had no ball. They were just getting completely yeah. dominated in that second half. I think he probably played as good as people at least should have expected him to. Like, he, he had a good outing, right? He had a good performance. But ju- just like the rest of his teammates towards the end, yeah. they just got gassed and the injuries didn't help. Yeah, well, yeah. They had one on the bench for the last 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Well, didn't... <laughs> half an hour? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Parramatta, so the comeback said... Well, firstly, yeah, you've mentioned the first half... Opacic was almost two different players in first half, second half. I thought he was quite good second, but yeah, that both edges were atrocious. We mentioned Papa E. Um, well, they, Mahan- we you, mentioned Reed Mahani. How as well you he- mentioned, they swapped the two back rowers as well. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the con- I don't know if that was something that they've trained that way all well, it looked like all off season, but, but I don't know if it was a last minute switch and because it didn't, it looked no, clunky as fuck for, was, that, <laughs> for that first half. Um, you mentioned Reed Mahani's supercoach rise, but I thought he was Ooh, tremendous. He wow. was. Um, just because I think last year he obviously he lost missed a lot against injury. Yeah, I've got his stats here actually. Was, I think it's the best game I think I've ever seen him play. Yeah. He had a try, try assist, three tackle busts, uh, two line breaks, a line break assist, two offloads, and fifty three tackles. Like out of hooker uh, man. Because wow. this time last year and we talked about it in our previews. Uh, he was the Queensland hooker essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he was right at all last year. I know he missed a lot of games injury. I think he I think had he was busted shoulders. Because yeah, yeah. it was peck and shoulder, wasn't it, he was out yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, I think it looked like he's back. And I, I to the point where I don't generally use want to use a super coach trade this week, but mm. I've, I've 
seriously considered it. Um, well, as I mentioned, um, I thought that he sort of pulled up at the line a bit towards the back end yeah. of last year, whereas he, he wasn't doing that in that second half. The yeah. first half, the, you know, <laughs> nothing worked for him at all. But in that second half, he was running to the line, through the line, and then putting blokes on his outside away as well. So he was um, tremendous, yeah. He, he would have been close to man of the match. Yeah. Were you going to add to that? Had to be. Uh, no, nothing really to add. I pretty much agree with everything you guys said. One thing I've noticed with Parramatta, though, is that you sort of get these consistent performances and these, you know, the effort usually comes from the players without expectation, barring a Clint Gutherson. It's usually all the players with expectation and the players, you could say at times, get a bit of an ego, are usually the ones who go missing. And it's the likes of, like, your Kafusis, your Papali'is. Last year, Junior Paulo. They, Andrew they, Davey last year. Andrew Davey. Oh, they Lane to an extent last year, yeah. yeah they, Paulo they're was the tremendous. ones who come good the, and they Paulo come was for fucking ultra now, impressive. Now, um, if you ever want to see... The exact definition of flat track bully. It was Mitchell Moses in that fir- in that game because in that first half, he did not want to be seen. He missed four tackles and four tackles and one ineffective ineffect- tackle. It was. Uh, I don't recall him even touching the ball till they were ahead. Till they were nearly no. ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even when they were ahead, I'd, he generally it wasn't. It was the blokes outside him that were doing the damage. Yes. Not really him. Now I want to make and here's what you can you can use this. I don't think people understand what I'm trying to say. Here's one for you, rugby league. In my opinion, I think no player is. I'm not saying he's the best player in the comp, but no player is more important to their team than Clint Gutherson is to Parramatta. hundred percent. In my humble turbo, maybe and, and turbo. Sorry, okay. <laughs> well, they're the two. Maybe sorry, touche. Because you know what? Even if Turbo comes back for Manly, they still got belted forty-six to four yeah. against the Roosters. I'm sorry, he might score a couple of tries, but the Roosters are just going to be the Roosters. You know what I mean? Like he might have saved one or two as well. But the um, I'm saying if if Gutho does yeah. not play that game, Brisbane win thirty-two-six probably. And I'm saying if he goes, if he does an Achilles tomorrow. Well, those Paramount first two tries and probably half of the third one were on his back. Yeah. There's a reason the, why I'm picking him for the Dahlia medal. Yeah, and so do I. So, um, Parramatta, if Gutho doesn't kill his tomorrow, Parramatta do not make the eight, and I would suggest they struggle to make the ten. And our predictions look so I'd agree with that. So, uh, that's how important he is to that yeah. team. Um, and Turbo, I think, is a good shout. I think that's... Uh, but I just um, was in awe of just his effort, what he does, the way he chimes in. Mm. He just goes, right, well, if my halves aren't here, I'll do it myself. Uh, I'm not going to knock Dylan Brown just yet because uh, we know how good he can be. I think there is an issue with the two halves in that. He was, someone he needs was pretty to, transparent. He didn't say a lot of him. Someone he needs was, to... Yeah, yeah I, but I don't know if that's like... Suddenly, it's too many cooks. Well, he's more of a running game. Yeah, he's more of your Luai style. Wants to get yeah. on the back a good early ball and then set up his outside man or go himself. But <laughs> oh, if you put yeah. Dylan Brown outside um, Nathan Cleary, he'd be a freak. But you're in a team where they're not playing that style, and a little bit like the Bunnies, you need to earn the right. Well, it's for been those a knock on Moses for um, pretty much his entire career. He generally mm. doesn't go to the line. Yeah, generally, if he passes, he passes early, yep. or he kicks early. He generally will not run into the line and play at the line, which you know it, it disadvantages your outside blokes. Um, so yeah, any final takeaways from from that game? Oh well, Parramatta just fixed their mistakes in that second half. They just you know they didn't because they, they were making that many mistakes in that first half, and then they probably would have been below fifty percent, and they got it back to seventy five by the end of the game, and that was basically what won in the game. They they uh, so similar to the the first one they. Just just, uh, similar to the Knights game, they just went, okay, this isn't working. We're going to go hard back through the middle and then 
you know, lay the platform and then try to stretch it on the edges, which is a fucking, you know, it's a blueprint for pretty much every NRL team that's ever won a game ever. But, uh, yeah, they fixed up the mistakes and Brisbane just, they ran out of troops, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, Yeah, final word. Um, We left, I left Parramatta out of my big five for this year and I'm probably still comfortable. I think we're all comfortable sticking by that, yeah? I think I'm a bit more comfortable now. Yeah. Yeah, I've got them closer to the bottom of the eight now. <laughs> like I said, if Gutha goes down, they they run tenth. Um, Warriors nineteen beat Titans six. Barney, Ooh, Ollie, uh, three tries to one, three conversions out of three for the Warriors and one out of one for the Titans. Uh, what have we got here? A field goal as well for the Warriors. I think it might Who have been. That? I think I was drunk by then. Nick Arima, I'm pretty sure, kicked that one. Um, and. Uh, a penalty goal for the Warriors. Completions were 91% for the Warriors. Best of the weekend. Mm. This is the foundation of this game, to be honest. Uh, 80% for the Titans. 40 out of 44 sets played 35 out of 44. Three line breaks to four. 25 tackle busts to 24. 15 offloads apiece. Two force dropouts for the Warriors and five for the Titans. No 40-20s. Ruck infringements were 6-4 to four to the Warriors. Penalties conceded 5-6 to six to the Titans. Area, errors were 6 from the Warriors and 15 from the Gold Coast. 351 tackles played 367. Torhu Harris with 43 tackles. Rain with 39. Fanua Blake with 202 metres. Corey Thompson with 204 metres. Uh, Bailey Sirenson was uh, Bailey Sirenen with 74 Supercoach points. Nick Arima with 74. Armour with 69, and Corey Thompson with 68. Ollie. Yeah, so first of all, full credit to the Warriors. They were the better side, and they looked really good in this game. For me, the Titans just did not look like they wanted to win. That they It was almost as if they were afraid to play the style of footy they did last year because now they've got expectations. They don't want to be making mistakes. There were so many, like, one-out runs. Like, you know, traditionally a team to sort of the, the first to third tackle, you go for your hit-ups, your one-out runs. But the Titans were doing that for full sets. What really concerned me is that when the Titans were still a chance to win the game, 12 points down with 10 minutes to go on the fourth tackle, they'd still go for that hit-up for Jared Wallace or something like that. They the old Aiden Tolman yeah, hit-up. They weren't... <laughs> They weren't getting creative with the ball. The one time they did actually get the ball out to an edge, Corey Thompson scores a try. You know what I mean? Oh, they tried a few times, but yeah. Taylor dropped it. It's a funny thing. You're right. You're very right in that, and maybe something we might have underrated in our big preview. Um, Matt, or to use another sport analogy, Matthew Hayden and Justin Langer used to talk about how they batted with no, they got the stage they could bat for no fear. They knew they were the openers, and they just that they went to another level after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Titans back in last year weren't making the eight. There was nothing to lose. Yeah. They could play with no fear. Now they come in, everyone's tipping them to run fourth, and now it's you're right. Maybe it's this could also be a, a coaching tactic, just thinking outside the box. Like let's lose. We a few know suckers, no no <laughs> no. We know <laughs> yeah. we know we can play that style of game. Mm. First four rounds, we're going to try and play this fucking style of game. We're going to try okay. and you know for when we need to grind. And grind and grind. We're just going to push this for and the first month. And you know what? That, that's, that probably then, would have worked against... That, that actually back. would have worked probably against five teams. It just mm. happened they met a team that did it better. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, um, yeah sorry. I like uh, yeah, I was just going to bring up the, the, the big two as well who people are talking about. I still thought Tino was fine. He was good. He was more than fine. Yeah, yep. he was He was pretty good. He, yep. he, not as good as obviously a, a, was on a, a couple of... But yeah, he was com- more than yeah. solid. Yeah. 
Um, and David Fafita as well. I didn't even necessarily think he was bad. Like no, he he's bad. obviously not his usual, usual uh, well, self. And the male Aussie ended yeah. at a hospital. He wasn't destroying so. people. No. Yeah. And I have seen online, uh, even since that came out, people saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter if he was in hospital with a virus well, two days before. Because, yeah, because he's still, you know, he's earning 1.2 million a year. That's peanuts. not an excuse. So, yeah, that, if he got a virus, doesn't matter how much money you're getting paid. Yeah. Um, especially, well, if he had a coronavirus, I'd be very worried, but <laughs> he didn't. So I'm looking forward to see how he goes next week. But yeah, the, the two big signings for the Titans, I thought, were fine. It was p- passable at the very least. So Big Mo was tremendous. Wasn't it? Wake was outstanding. Was. I'm glad I. Well, the Ford pack would be good because they're getting in. all the runs. You know, He's been their best idiots. for the last year and a half. Yeah, the all the idiots on the, super, on the Del Telegraph talking about PODs. One percent of people owned him. He racked up 70, 79 or so on the weekend. He was tremendous. Um, and I'll be honest, the Titans, yeah, the, the, the feet and Tino are fine. Uh, I did love, though, what a shot of Bunty just knock bowling both yeah, over in one Bunty. shot. Big Bunty year off. I forgot about him, but my God, what a man. Um, <laughs> putting both the big, putting two million of uh, salary cap on the He only comes in for half an hour, yeah. but he busts shit up for half an hour. <laughs> um, I, I have grave concerns if they're going to be a top four team. They need a spine. Second year Fogarty, he's got control, he's got points to prove now. Mitch Rain's Mitch Rain. Yep. Um, and Ash Taylor's Ash Taylor. So ultimately does does uh, 1.5 mil worth of uh, two star forwards turn around a team? As I said, I think that might out. have been why the coach has gone, look, we're going to see how we go. Yeah. Putting, a, putting, putting the emphasis through, through the and, middle. And, and, and it makes more know, sense when you, when you think, hey, the big signings are them. We've got to We're going to work them. on them yeah. for the month and then we can p- try and put it all together after that. But, um, yeah, the fucking... The, where was I? Sorry. I thought there was going to be more attack, as we all did, from the the Titans um, and the Warriors because the Warriors have got it in them as well. They've got a few mm. handy outside backs that can score points, but they both decided they were going to play this one yeah. through the middle. And well, I think we had. I think what you saw from the tit- uh, from the Warriors yeah. on Saturday is what you're getting all it's year. Going to be their game plan. And from most hey, of the if time. you're better than, yeah. than us, you'll beat us. If not, it's going to be they're going to be Cronulla Sharks from five years ago. Mm. Hey, we're going to we're going to put on 18 we're points and crash it. Yeah, yeah, and crash it on you. If you can run rings around us, good luck to you. But Titans couldn't. We'll see if we'll see. Others can. Sorry. Uh, well, I was just going to say that last week we pretty much unanimously agreed that this was in terms of the on-field product we were going to get. It was going to be the game of the week. So I think for us, especially, it was a shock. You know, the the sort of I guess you could say boring attack that we got. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I can't uh, underplay how good Roger Tuivasa-Shek was, especially with his goal line defence. Um, yep. That tackle on Ash Taylor was oh. freakish. And if Ash Taylor scores that early, maybe the Titans do get the momentum. Maybe they do start throwing the ball around and they do win the game. So, yeah, RTS was great, but, yeah, yeah news to everyone. Didn't translate to Supercoach, unfortunately, for my no, Supercoach team. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. The Warriors tremendous, were just tremendous with their ball control, man. Like 91%, you don't see that very often. And most teams, if you complete somewhere near 90%, you're going to win fucking <laughs> nine out of ten games. Yeah. Um, and they did goal line defence, and they're just defence in general. They, you know, they didn't... They missed a few tackles, but it wasn't in important times. Their goal line defence, the Warriors, uh, the Titans, again, same with the trial. They probably should have put some tries on at the back end of that game. And they just kept turning them away, turning them away. Um, they seem to have that uh, the 20, the 20 metres off their own line. That defence seems pretty solid. So 
I think you're going to see teams score longer range tries on them more than goal line tries. I think they'll back themselves to make 60 tackles in their 20 and just say, like I said, build a build a wall and say, come on, yep. crash upon us. Titans, um, the Titans' back line was very clunky at times, um, well, pretty much the entire game. <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of mistakes once it got more than two or three passes wide from the ruck and that pretty much cost them the game. Uh, the Warriors, the halves were solid without being spectacular. As you mentioned, Fodawaker was a god. Um, Fafita and Tino were pretty good, um, but both benches didn't have a lot of impact, I didn't think. But it was a, it's a bit of a stalemate of a game. But we're, the Warriors we're missing, were, we're missing. No one's mentioned Fanua Blake yet, and in oh, fact, he was I didn't tremendous. notice him. I actually didn't notice him live a lot. But my God, like, what do you do? Two hundred and twenty meters. Works and, and works and yeah. works, man. He doesn't miss a lot of tackles. He's got an offload in him, which he didn't really produce that much on yep. the weekend either, as well. But yeah, um, Bailey Sirian was great. He. Like they've gone out and bought solid workers who are going to work and um, very good play. Um, Lee Sanamo was good off the bench. Like the Warriors are going to put it to a lot of teams. Yeah, I, I'm, ex- I'm actually excited. I'm, after what they went through last year, I'm really happy. As I, I mentioned in the trial, Leeson's turned back the clock yeah, a bit yeah, there, mate. He's, 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 he's passionate. <laughs> and what about so in attack and defence? 25 minutes in the game, uh, we're sitting here going, I turn to Barney and go, Barney. Who's that, that small apartment block running at the line? Who's <laughs> quite genuinely so massive. massive. Watching the, watching the game. Just, it's like, who is that bloke? Watching the game, I thought, who's this bold bloke? Is he a new player or? Oh, no, it's like no, 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 he was the Masilla. size of three houses. He was on the Well, I was, I was talking about Armel, but yeah, no. well, all the falls for the Warriors were great. That Pretty much the entire oh, Warriors tremendous. team was just great. Just and teared the yeah. entire game. And I, I, I'm, like, I'm happy to watch him do that because I think if they, can, if they can get through 26 rounds playing, that level of defence. I love that style of yeah. game, and they've got a couple of blokes in the centres and wings that can finish as well if yeah. they get some decent balls. So they mm. they could um, they and could those halves if they if because then there'll be teams that they just bash into submission. Yeah, and the, they the get the space and the time, yeah. and yeah. they'll just. Yeah, and like I said, RTS didn't wait till he gets a bit of space. Wait till yeah, chimes um, in on a backline play or back up yeah. the middle. So yeah, they were tremendous. Where's AJ at? What'd you take out for him? He didn't have the impact that I think a lot of people were expecting and that I think he was expecting to have, um, that his coach was expecting to have. I think he's going to acknowledge that this was a poor performance and hopefully pick back up. I don't think he's going to be a one-season wonder or anything. I still think he'll be one of the Titans' better players, but everyone has their off days, and I think this was this was one of his. Well, as I said, a couple of passes off the ruck, there was not much going on, so his opportunities were very limited as yeah, well. Yeah, he so. didn't really get to do much. Roosters 46, towed up Manly 4. Um, go on, bud. Nine tries to one, five out of nine conversions, and zero out of one for Manly. 76% completions for the Roosters, 68 for Manly. 31 out of 41 sets played, 26 out of 38. Seven line breaks to one, 39 tackle busts to 18. Eight offloads apiece, one force dropout each, no 40-20s. One ruck infringement for the Roosters, two for Manly... Four penalties conceded by the Roosters to, to one for Manly. No, it doesn't. No other way right. around. No other way around. around. Okay. Yep. Thirteen errors played fourteen. Three hundred and twenty-four tackles played three hundred and twenty-six. Lindsay Collins oh. made thirty-eight tackles. Surprised by that action. Yeah. Turbo with forty-three. Morris with two hundred and ninety-seven meters, and Garrick with one hundred and forty-six. <laughs> Go. On. 
Patrick's to Teddy and Bmos. <laughs> what can you say about this game? Um, they were put on show by some very, very good players playing, um, having a training run. Yeah, Teddy with three tries. 148 metres, eight tackle busts, line break, line break assist, an offload. BMOS with three tries, 23 runs, 297 metres, five tackle busts, two line breaks. Fuck, man. Like, I did love the uh, I did love like the aspect of the weekend with the Pappenhausen hype, and then it was just Teddy's hold just my like, beer. Yeah, watch, <laughs> watch how it's done, boys. Yeah, this it's going to be a good battle doing. all year, though. Oh, 100%. The Roosters pack just did their job. They, you know, they probably did more than their job. Uh, Manly played hard for about ten minutes, and that was about it. Paseka and Davey were fairly good off the bench for Manly. And Jake was great. Jake's always great. Yeah, Jake was Jake. Did what Jake does. Oh, there you go. Super coach Teddy, 162 points. Morris, 125. Crichton with 98. There was actually eight Roosters players that scored higher than any Manly player, and the <laughs> highest Manly player was Turbo Gerbo with 61 points. I um. We'll talk about Supercoach soon, but like it's not fair. It's like the, the haves and haves nots with Teddy are just ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, LOA, um, Jake Turbo, and Tapao were probably the only ones that could say that they put in more than half a shift. Uh, they just, man, man, they just got torn to pieces on every single position on the field, man. Like, yeah. Fuck, what? <laughs> Yep, yep. Anybody? Say? Um, no, well, I, said, I thought Pasek was really good again. Um, I'll give that a tick. Holloway was okay. What, what's a bloke supposed to do, I guess? Uh, and Jake was great. Their lack of hooker, the only upside I say is Carrot Craig. Cade Cust was great in reserve grade oh, yeah. but how can and gives Manly you a go and you know Get obviously Carl. they've signed they've a bloke Carl who's on charges yeah. that fucking Lawton's still out for may not play months. for 12 yeah. months maybe two years depending on what the hell goes on through court he may never play again he should never play again really and they came into the first grade season without a fucking hooker, man. Yeah. Most teams have got three, at what, least. But what did K-Cuss do like, last year? Like, when they were struggling last year, I know they got four in. He played and six, he played nine, no, he I played know, but fucking But, like, what, why row? isn't he in this 17? Fuck the final. And then, four, and then the, all the male was four and going to play at hooker, but I think they were just jerking yeah, Danny yeah, Wilder yeah. along for a bit, which is good on him. I respect that. <laughs> um, four and had a couple of okay touches, but... Fuck man I'll say this Like Kate Cust He's someone I've raven rant On about As much as I can When he was Starting at 6 For Manly Last year In the odd games That he did He was the best Player on the field Like I think He is at least Very half the underrated yeah. Yeah. Very underrated Well he never Had a bad game At 6 And people are Talking about Schuster ahead of him I think right now He's better than Schuster Schuster can Deal with Hanging out In reserve grade For a couple of years I think I honestly think Play Kieran Foran at nine, see how you go. But no, I think Schuster's just got that spark, man. I think Schuster probably should come into fourteen and kept put Cust in at nine because you know he yep. can tackle his ass well, off. He, he'll you know do a he job at run. nine and six. And like, you know yeah. what I mean? like, um, so his utility probably hurts him a little bit. For the thing is, and, and and the trick to this round is, it's the old um, when you're doing the race form. It's like what what race do you take seriously what you don't? because yeah, we're, we're, you're beating up people below you and does that really count but is we did say that this is probably the first year they've had no real long pre-season they've had a full pre-season mm. they haven't had to go and yeah, play Mel- the Melbourne World had Cup a what, six week pre-season mm. Melbourne only came back at the end of January and look what they look like yeah. I know they <laughs> maybe that contributed to the way they played second half um, for, for, for Roosters uh, the, the two new well 
relative newbies, almost three newbies. Takiyah, Tupanua, they're going to do great things. Uh, Lindsay Collins, and he's starting. Did you say Takiyah? He's been there. Newbie. He's been there a while. <laughs> but in my mind, when Corden is not there, but he's been there probably four years now, isn't he? More he's than that. He's been one of the best forwards yeah. running around for fucking ages. Sorry, I've, I've bundled him again. I should have. He um, has, he's been underrated for a fair few years. It's only sort of been the past yeah. two years he's where been he's been getting raised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, they were tremendous. Um, it's scary signs, but you know what signs you're going to get out of the game. Yeah. When you throw, it's more exciting when you throw Victor Radley back into the lock position there, or and it looks like Verrills will um, wind up getting a bit of a run at hooker. Gig. So yeah. and, uh, and he's a grand final winning hooker. Um, yeah. They're going to be fine. Um, the Jake we spoke about Jake yeah. Friend. Uh, much to add about the game, boys. All I'll say is people are blowing up about how crap Manly are and, like, there's all the stuff with Des Hasler going on and that. Manly aren't a great side. They're an average side, right? But I don't think they're really one of the worst sides in the competition. I honestly think they just got flogged by the Roosters, which will happen to many teams this year. I think it's... The, the problem is they're getting it flogged again this week and then it flogged again the week after and all of a sudden... All of a sudden it looks bad, but you've got to look yeah. at the, the opposition they're up against. Would you back that Manly team to beat the Tigers? Off both their performances? Well, not based off of the performances, but I have against to say. Can- well, Tigers played Canberra, who were comp yeah. favourites. Manly played Roosters, who were comp favourites. Who who would you back out of that game? Just, I'm well, saying, yeah, talking about ba- four based, lines. Yeah, based off of those games in particular, I would go the Tigers. But, you know, thinking yeah. bigger picture, I think Manly can get the job done against a team like the Tigers. I think okay. they could. Turbo's obviously... Yeah, but key. you've still got but Turbo can't there. be every. Oh, and I, I know. Evans, and they've got like, a nice yeah. forward pack. I do like yeah. it. Um, they struggle for depth, Manly, and I think they're going to be tested for a I, good I, part of the season. I yeah, have grave concerns that Manly are going to win a game, to be honest. They'll win a game. <laughs> <laughs> they will, because because now I've said it, they'll beat the Tigers. Yeah. I know where they're going to win a game. But they'll no. go 2-0 against them. <laughs> yeah, I just... yeah. What do you add? It didn't look impressive, but um, they had very limited opportunity because they just got steamrolled for, you know... 70 minutes out of an 80-minute game. And I think I think uh, uh, stats hard. were quite good. Like, if, they roll, if they get a roll on in the forwards, they're going to test a few teams, but, yeah. Penrith 24, Cowboys oh. zot. Uh, Penrith, tell us things, Barney. Did the Cowboys look like scoring a point? No. <laughs> four <laughs> tries to zero, three out of four conversions for Penrith and a penalty. 67% completion as well for Penrith, so it could have been 700 nil. But um, 59% completion for the Cowboys. 31 out of 46 tries sets. to get there. Yeah, man. that's right. 22 out of 37 sets for the Cowboys. Seven line breaks to one. 42 tackle busts. Played 16. Seven offloads to five. Four, uh, four, four dropouts for Penrith and three for the Cowboys, which is probably the best thing they did all weekend. Uh, one 40-20. How the fuck do you get a 40-20 from a spiral bomb in your hand? Uh, you the play the Cowboys. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> zero ruck infringements for Penrith, one for the Cowboys. Three penalties conceded to Penrith and seven for the Cowboys. 17 errors played 18. 302 tackles played 383. Eisenhuth with 32 tackles. Robson with 45. James Fisher-Harris with 219 metres and Felt with 118. That's th- That difference there is what I expected in the Manly game and that's such an interesting thing that Manly had enough ball to... Manly had enough... Manly had some ball. <laughs> <laughs> and but I was surprised the, the discrepancy in that. Half of their forwards actually made pretty good metres for Manly, but they, the other the half great. did yeah. sweet fuck yeah. ball. But, um, yeah. So, uh, 
What do you got? Fisher Harris ran for, as we said, 220 metres. Fisher the- Harris ran, ran more post contact metres than any Cowboys forward ran metres. Yep. Well, he, here's, here's the stat I come up with. He ran 220 metres. The whole starting pack for the Cowboys ran 300. Yeah. <laughs> so, fuck yeah. you know, like. <laughs> Daggy, this is where you're going to want to You're really going to want to listen This is an official oh, statement I, in my right mind Cannot tip any team Including the Tigers To be worse than the Cowboys this year I yep. can't, I'm changing like, Okay, that's fine Holy shit I actually I actually put it in our group I should start yeah. tweeting out Because I'm hilarious when I'm drunk um, <laughs> the, the race for the wooden spoon Is hotter than the race for the top six It seriously is Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to add as well People are talking about I don't know I think I might have said something About the Cowboys being rubbish Or something after the game And people are like What are you talking about? You know, the first half They were great They they held Penrith out I'll say this Their goal, their goal line defence specifically was good. Yep. Everything else, good. and I mean everything else, was complete and utter crap. Complete and utter crap. Do you want to know why Penrith weren't up by more in the first half? Because Penrith played like shit. I'm sorry, Penrith were pretty shit. Yeah. And the Cowboys were just worse. I think I said it last week. Penrith are a team that play as good as whoever they're versing. They'll verse the Melbourne Storm and they'll they'll put on the performance of the year, at least in the second half. But against the Cowboys, they play to the maybe just above who, who they're know, versing, depending yeah. on where they are on the ladder. Oh, well, just to your point... Um, I was able to make notes about every team this round. I had no notes about the Cowboys, apart from to ask you, like, what do you think of Drinkwater at home? So what does it mean when they're... Well, Drinkwater should not be playing fullback. I'll, I'll say that about Drinkwater. Like, yeah. okay, Drinkwater... He plays six or he's not in the team, Yeah, he is. Opinion. He's good at game Are they better off... The ball, so, Barney, do you think they're better off moving him back to six, Morgan to seven, yep. and Val back to yeah. one? Or... Move Morgan back to the centres or something. They might lose a little bit of field position in the kicking game through Clifford, but Clifford gave them completely an utter fuck all else, and he's he's a defensive liability. Fucking so is Drinkwater, but at least Drinkwater's got a bit of a running game and the rainbow and ball rainbow. to go and with a it. Left foot kick when he um, when he can actually hold on to a ball though. That's the thing. Mm. His game's very error ridden. Well. I, I, yeah, like, I dropped right off him. I really rated him this time last year. Um, but okay, can you find a positive for the for the Cowboys? Well, Robson was the best player in oh, that team yeah. by a mile in a very in a team that struggled in every fucking single aspect of the game apart from goal line defence which was pretty solid there for the first half of the game that's probably the realistically well, the say, only it, positive that you could come out of but, that but first execution was Penrith's execution maybe favoured that a tiny yeah but they still too. you know they still aimed up on the big bodies because Penrith did run a lot of big bodies close to the line yep. you know direct lines and they held them out where they could have probably crashed through for two tries in that first half an hour 40 minutes and they didn't let those in but I, I, I bag um, Cronulla a little bit in our previews yep North Queensland have more pound for pound pot plants than anyone in the comp <laughs> like there is five blokes in that in that um, Cohen Hess just to name an eight, there's blokes in that Jake pack. Granville. Jake they're, they're, Granville. They're Why are they playing first grade? It looked like Penrith right They need an power. absolute fucking pull through those two blokes. They yeah. just need, oh, mate. They need to get rid of Granville, bring in a young hooker that's going to fucking play off the back of Robson. Give them both, you know, give Robson 60 minutes and get a, give a young bloke 20 minutes. Ruben and Cotter, just see who how they he goes. played as a forward. He's a hooker. Like, why have. They should go chase Albert Kelly. 
Why not? <laughs> They've got two. They have two hookers sitting on the bench. One of them, yes, Granville shouldn't be playing. But why is Ruben Cotter coming on as a forward? The Cowboys' best player at the moment, I agree, is Reese Robertson. Yeah. Reese Robertson. He was a mile they're, ahead of the rest. They're arguably their second best game. player. Is their backup hooker? So you're not going to get a full game out of him and Ruben Cotter. There's promise around Griffin Neem, who's the young uh, New Zealand junior Kiwis international who's apparently been tearing it up uh, in reserve grade. But, I mean, he's never played in the NRL before and he's not going to drag him away from a wooden spoon. Like, th- those are the only positives I can find. As I said um, before this game, I said, fucking Tamalolo needs help from the rest of the pack and they only gave him 35 minutes or whatever it was and the rest of the pack was fucking non-existent so, to go with it. So, so th- we, had the, we, we know the Peyton spray and we know... Um, it's been dissected in mainstream media. Um, do you agree with it? Do you think he's? Do you think he's limping and did Peyton's half just protecting him? Like what? What? What's the go of Tomalolu now? I well, if he's still only going to give him thirty-five minutes, he's not going to get fuck that much more out of him. To be honest, like yeah. <laughs> he's got to play at least fifty minutes. Yeah. If I'm Jason Tomalolu, I genuinely want to find a way out of the Cowboys. And you know what? <laughs> I feel like that could end up happening in the end, the way things are going. And you know what? He's still going to demand a million dollars. You reckon he's worth a million? Yes, I think he is because the reasons as to why he's not been playing as good the past couple of years are as much his fault as they are the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been playing. Okay, so not the Titans turn around next year and go, hey, we've cleaned up a little bit. You're happy to pay Tom Malolo a million bucks? Well, but personally, back. no, because we've already got two forwards well, that we're paying so a lot of money not. for. But not not every single team. But, but I think he's still worth a million But then he goes to Bulldogs a and million. It's a, isn't the same difference? It is, but I feel like teams could probably but look unless it goes uh, to like Easts or something. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I feel like he could end up at a Roosters or somewhere like that. But they are going to have to clean things up a bit first, which the Roosters are good at doing. I don't think they're over the salary cap. They're no, no, really because at, if yeah. he does, yeah, I'm, I'm not, he's going to get. I'm, they're going to get him for three hundred. We need to tell him to go back to what he was doing three or four years ago and take two tough hit up when we need them coming out of our own end as soon as we're over halfway look for the offload look to link up with someone else but they've just been using him as a battering ram for the last fucking three years and it's you know even even if money out of him even if he does get back to his best though that's not going to change anything he's been at his best for like the past three years you could say and they've been finishing in the bottom four even when he was the best lock in the game if he can get that offload that gives you that bit of time and space to play second phase second phase footy is fucking massive in NRL if you can get a good offload of someone running onto it into half a gap and that just stretches the gap especially now because you know what second phase you know what second phase footy now creates fast play the ball six again and six agains yeah yeah fuck man I I didn't mention the super coach but again we had seven Panthers before we had a cowboy player and it was fucking Cleary with 103 Edwards 96 To'o with 84 and then Robson with 55 like it just like I know super coach is doesn't show you who played well and all a lot of it is based on attacking stats but when you've got seven blokes that clearly beat the fucking the rest of the team on the other side uh, my one last thing on the Cowboys at the end of the day they have three players earning a million dollars a year Uh, most clubs in the top eight don't have three players earning a million dollars a year they have consistently finished in the bottom four since that 2017 grand final they have three players on a million dollars a year which means they're not going to have a war chest for at least a few years. Morgan's contracted till the end of 2023. Tamalolo to the end of 2027. I mean, they're in big trouble. I Morgan's be, hurt I, him more than anybody else, man. The yeah. amount of injuries he's had and time he hasn't played, being yeah. on a million dollars a year. Now, you've said this, um, but you're right, and you want to put another Queensland team in. How's it going to help the Cowboys? 
it's not going to help the Cowboys. They might free up some cap space. Well, they'll shift that, a couple to the news. Yeah, if you're a Queensland Cup uh, junior, you're not playing out of Brisbane. Look, why would you move to Townsville when you're, t- you're no. about to have nine million dollars to spend? Look at all the look at all the teams that are struggling. They're not bringing their kids through. They're, they're yeah. not bringing their kids through properly, and it fucking destroys a team when you hang on to your your older blokes mm. for too long. And they but you have to because under salary you have to because you got contracts, which apparently some matter and well, some don't. Fucking one week they matter, and then the next yeah, week they but don't. Matter. They, they, they have no choice sometimes, <laughs> and and like we've seen it, we've seen it with Penrith. But Penrith, in fairness, you know, Penrith weathered the storm that I thought might <laughs> might rip through them, and it, at least at this stage, one round in, they've weathered that storm. Um. And you're right, some clubs don't do it properly. Uh, and unless you're going to have a, a NRL-based... the kids a Unless go you're going to have an NRL-based June development officer that's going to make it compulsory for six juniors to play reserve grade for you every week, well, it's not going to change. Because you're going to no, do what you're It's about the first-grade club actually making an effort to go, all right, this guy's sort of getting yeah. towards the end. So if you got... So, to, and to his credit, you know, and his main... You know, whatever. Might take up says, a bit of your salary credit, cap. That's what Phil Gould did for five years at Penrith, yeah. and here they are. Uh, and that's what the good clubs do. But then you've got Roosters who don't have juniors, uh, but they've got North Sydney and, you know, North they Sydney... They've still got kids club. to bring through, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, and, you know... And, they and, might not and, be their and, kids, sorry, but they've still got kids And when they have them, look what they look after them like gems, yes. Um... So what does it all mean for Penrith? So is this just like... It was a training run. Train, yeah. Treat this it as a buy for Penrith? It was an training run. Yeah. And they won to nil in a training run against the first grade or in, borderline inverted commas fucking first grade team. So mm. they're, they're the happy days, uh, mate, But you know, you're, what you said at the start is correct and it's what they play um, and it cost them grand final last year. Penrith are clinical. Penrith don't set out to beat, whereas Souths will want to beat. Yeah, they don't want to destroy a team teams. by forty just roosters. Put them away. They're happy yeah. to win eighteen nil, and say we won eighteen nil, boys. We're all fit. We all got through it again. Appy's a bit fitter now. His wrist's back on. Nice, cool. Let's get to next week. They're happy. To, and as Peter Moody said, you need to win, win a group one by an, an inch, a nostril, uh, or his nostril. Yeah. So that's fine. They've done the job. Um, K Paul starting, I think, looked good. Yeah. Um, no surprises there. K Paul Yo, obviously. We know what you get. Uh, I don't think Liam there was Martin. anybody in that team that didn't impress, apart from maybe uh, Charlie. Uh, Abby was a bit Charlie of a, Charlie now alone. is going to be ex- yeah, he's going to be massively Stains. exposed. Now um, we have mentioned what we've mentioned in previews. He's going to have to prove he's a first grade winger, particularly his size. Uh, we're going to have to see that. Uh, on the flip side, though, Tuo is an absolute star and one of my favourite players. And the only reason yeah. he won't be in New South Wales. Um, wing it is because he's Cause a little high. shorty. Yeah, and um, Appy's a bit of a concern. Um, I know they're saying that his wrist is fine, but why would he? Why would maybe coming in to play half yeah. an hour at Hooker mm. if Appy's fine? He can go somewhere else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Appy, in- Appy only had three or four runs, and he, he was very little involvement, which yeah. is unusual for. But um, for for after out, one so. week, for all these articles about how Fish Harris is the best forward in the game, like wait till wait till that. Warriors pack play North Queensland. There's going to be some points when the heat's there. On, yeah. uh, anyway, I think we've covered all we can there. The Raiders 30 beat the Tigers 12. Uh, go on, bud. Five tries to two, four out of five conversions for the Raiders, two out of two for the Tigers, one penalty for Canberra, 68% completion for the Raiders, 75 for the Tigers, 28 out of 41 sets for Canberra, 33 out of 44 for West Tigers, five line breaks played three, 35 tackle busts to 29, six offloads played 13, Raiders forced one dropout, Tigers forced four, zero 40 20s, 
seven ruck infringements for the Raiders, three for the Tigers, five penalties conceded to for the Raiders, six conceded by the Tigers, 14 errors played 13, 322 tackles played 367. There was a sin binning for the Canberra Raiders, Hodgson with 41 <laughs> tackles, Little with 51, Chance with... What have we got? Oh, 21. 210 metres. And Luai, uh, Luciano with 162 metres. Everyone's looking at me? Okay. Yeah. Um, You're the guy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Raiders um, were tremendous. I thought they were really good. I thought the um, Ryan James was outstanding. Really good. Ryan Sutton was outstanding. Uh, Hud, the Spruik Fords, Hudson Young... Uh, Tapane and White, even Whitehead was actually really good too. Whole Canberra four pack was really tremendous. Actually, I'll just jump in there with Supercoach Tapane yeah. with 100, Young with 79, Georgie Williams with 77, and Little with 71 points. Uh, Georgie Pye was great. I thought he was, it was one of his best NRL games. Um, it's very clear Canberra had a chance to win by more. It's very clear that Canberra um, are going to play their game and that's it, which to the Penrith point in a way is good but there were times someone could have thrown a cutout ball and had they had numbers out wide and they just chose to play their running short game and ultimately it was succeeded I think they're the same but even more so maybe uh, not so much yeah maybe more so than Penrith it's like a death by a thousand cuts like they're happy to play that way knowing hey in the 65th minute we're going to score three tries or we're going to set up three late playing the same way not panic and throw wide um, very good to watch um Nickel clock style was good. Now, the Tigers, they there was enough there where I was happy. Uh, it's very clear if we're any hope of ever being competitive top eight, neither of those halves should be anywhere near the starting team. <laughs> Luke Brooks is now his 150th first gate game, and I think he, it, it, all the media was, oh, it's now Brooks's team. This is going to be tremendous. It's, it's now Luke, Luke Brooks's time. His first play kicks ball out in the full. Um, I think his second play throw, it was something similar. Uh, he was solid in patches, but yeah, patches some he was of okay. The, but early on, he set no he tone, and yeah. the decision making was slightly uh, wrong. Mumbai just he's now on the list of people that shouldn't be playing first grade. Well, it's back uh, to fourteen at least. At least four, fourteen at least can play dummy half for a bit. Liddell tremendous, but uh, take those two out. The end time we looked dangerous with Dane Laurie. He was great. I know he's small, but he's very good. Really good. Uh, ball in hand looked. Tremendous. You're in the arm wrestle for the first, and the f- and the first half, half was great. Uh, our yeah. forwards um, lived up. I was I was really confident in them, and they. I don't think I was disappointed. Uh, there's a couple of young blokes in that'll get better. Uh, we still discipline, still an issue. Joey still has his hot head, and I, I, I said in the preview, and now I'm more so putting him next to his brother is not going to help anyone. No, I think they need to separate uh, them. Get him on as, as far soon away. as he saw any little bit of niggle going yeah. on with his brother, he lost his head and started He's screaming got... and yelling yeah. and pointing at referees and fucking... Yep. Yeah. So, but that said, a bit of a Hudson Young special. But anyway, uh, Luciano was tremendous. Probably our best player again. He yep. just is ascended. He's really outstanding. Both props were pretty good. Yep. Uh, pretty unfortunately, yep. Tamo missed those. I think that 10 minutes he missed... Hurt us a little bit there. Mm-hmm. We got what we need to see. The uh, Kapoa, I have no, I, I have no idea how he's in that team. I just don't how how Tommy Talao's not starting on that wing. Uh, I just he dropped another one. We I don't know if he scores necessary, but he was away. Yep. And uh, defensive wise, like I said, if they're throwing long balls, there's teams that'll find him out easy. I don't get it. I don't get Tommy Talao playing as a utility. He's doing it again this week. 
the other two question marks. Beyond that, I'm really happy the forwards and Dewey this week will help. If like if Benji was in that team, I think it's it might be 24 18. In fairness, to probably they deserved it, but it was what it was. And until put this way, we're now at a point where um, Mumbai on 900k is coming off contract at the end of the year. Packers on 750 coming off contract. If it was if if they want instant results, they really should be going offering Brandon Smith half of that and Andrew Reynolds the other half. If you want an instant fix, because that's what yep. they need, uh, and at least that's something. Like if if you're serious about going, put that money to good use compared to what you've got, that gives you a spine that at least has something to it. Um, that said, I, I did bag Reynolds early, but he's better than what Brooks is producing. Yeah. Um, and I think won a comp with. Did he win a comp with Madge, or was that before his time? Yeah, he won. Yeah, yeah, he won the comp. So you know, you know what? The more I've thought about it, the more it's like, you know, we may as well have Reynolds. At least gives us a kicking game, and then he's the best halfback on the market. But the problem is, it's a it's a players market next year because every team has ten players off contract. Uh, they're my thoughts, boys. What do you think? Put well, in perspective for normal people. With, um, with the Raiders, they just played in that. What, what is it? Fifteen meter markers on either sideline. They didn't really stretch yep. outside that. You had um, Tappany and Hudson Young between them had twelve tackle busts, like just on that I think twenty had meter. Four mark. in one play. Yeah, there's <laughs> seven and seven for Tappany and four for Hudson Young. They basically just played inside those railway lines up the middle, just tested uh, the Tigers continually through the middle and that's going to be the basis of their game plan for the majority of it when they do need to go wide there's they've still got the strike out there as well so watch out um, if Canberra Raiders get a roll on through the middle they're going to and tear thing, some um, teams apart Clockstar as good as fullback probably in the top five fullbacks in the comp but the way they play isn't conducive to him having big Super coach games. Yeah, you don't get the big, um, get the, the big steps and yeah. the, um, but the, he's the flashy and he feet. He but he's supporting spot, yeah. up the middle and he's yeah. sweeping around the back. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, Laurie and Nofo were the best of the Tigers' backs. The the Tigers' starting pack was solid, uh, but their bench struggled. Mm. Like eleven minutes for Packer. What the fuck are you doing playing a front rower for 11 minutes, you bringing him off the bench this. for 11 minutes? And he, it, wasn't, it was very late too. It wasn't until about and the hour mark. Tommy Talao as well played for an hour, uh, for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, I, I fucking, don't why are you bring, There's two yeah. blokes on your bench that play 20 minutes. What the fuck are they there for? You could have two could, blokes coming on playing 20 minutes. Especially you could have like a cheek hand playing just, who at least has some footwork up the middle. Yeah, yeah, Brooks was okay statistically, but fuck his choices in attack were fucking garbage at times. Kapawa yep. and Moses, as you said, are going to be lucky to keep their spots. Um, the Raiders just did what they had to do. They didn't stretch themselves. They didn't push themselves. Williams just orchestrated the attack. Whiten was pretty big quiet. Really. Yeah. Um, but I, I think like, that's going to be... Again, it's about... It's the imagine when Cody, all, it's the earning click, the right mate, for fuck. it's earning the right for White and do something. And George just had it in control. He said, "We'll yeah. just do this in first gear. Doesn't matter." Yeah, yeah. they played off Hodgson and Williams. They just, yeah. they, as I said, Hodgson played inside yes. those tram lines. Just played through Hodgson the middle. Did, just Hodgson got that roll fine. on, and they, they're going to keep rolling like that for the majority of the season. And they're going to beat the majority of the opposition they come up against playing that style of football. Yeah. So, yeah, honestly, I think you guys are pretty much covered everything. What I will say is, though, I really liked the way the Tigers played and I was surprised by them. 
I'm obviously tipping Canberra to win the comp. Up until tonight, I was tipping the Tigers to finish last. I tipped the Raiders to win this game. But within five minutes, I found myself supporting the Tigers. Like, I w- wanted the Tigers <laughs> to win because of what I was saying. You know, it's sort of good that you can yeah. sit back as a fan and forget I, all that for all a second. I, all, support of course. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know 100%. I carry on, and I'm, but I'm a realist, and all I ask is to be competitive, and it will be more competitive. You'd have than to be most happy with that performance yes, against a team like the Raiders. Sadly, so. our draw completely stinks, so we might be two and eight, but um, because we're east this week and in whatever. But we'll still be able to graft a few games out of that pack. That pack oh, is sure. fairly solid. It's going to match up to most. And I, I cannot, I cannot, given what Match has chosen well. to do in two years, I could not imagine him tolerating Brooks not being up to stand. Well, next year, if the uh, they need the points out of the halves this year, and if they don't come this year, he's gonna he's gonna rip that spine apart. I, I imagine the yeah. way we played, I can see Dewey playing like Jack Whiten, like just yeah. a running. He'll be the right. He'll be yeah. the one. That and does if it. Little comes through, then you've already got a nine and a six yeah. and a one. So yeah. the, you know, and <laughs> the writing's on the wall. And for year seven, well. Pretty much, I know it's not a big thing, but and we'll get to the previews. But let's just say the Roosters handily defeat the Tigers. The Western Suburbs Magpies are actually going up against Suwali, Sam Walker, and the Bears, who should be a strong, a hard team to beat. Mm. If that side can get over the top of them, and the Tigers aren't doing so good, I think might that might be the point where through. we see like a Jock Madden come through, or, yeah, or something. I think that might, might be. be the turning and, point. And the, the reps are on Jock, and the reps are on. Um, Simkin as well. Yep. He looked good in the trials. Uh, if they pull the trigger, I'd be happy from once. I think get Dewey in and settled. And if they want to pull the trigger on Jock, then hey. Mm-hmm. 151st grade games this week. Luke Brooks, what has he achieved? Apart from NRL halfback of the year, which even I was baffled by. But yeah. <laughs> well, a decent 2018. That's like it wasn't uh, bad. Uh, oh, like cool. It was good in 2018. Okay, but. 2018. But. Um, Dragons 18, Sharks 32. Mm-hmm. I did have a great deal of notes on this either, Barney. Tell us some stats. Yeah, three tries to five. Three out of three conversions for the Dragons. Five out of five for Cronulla and a penalty goal. Uh, Sharks had two cracks at field goal. Both of them were horrendous. <laughs> 71% completions for the Dragons. 88% for the Sharks. 24 out of 34 sets. 35 out of 40. One line break played two. 34 tackle bus for the Dragons, 42 for the Sharks, and that tells you a bit about the middle defence. Nine offloads played four, one force dropout for the Dragons, three for the Sharks. No 40-20s, 398 tackles played 267, which is why the Sharks had a little bit left at the back end of the game. Zero ruck infringements for the Dragons. Yeah, sure, right. Uh, three for the Sharks. Three penalties conceded by the Dragons and one for the Sharks. 15 errors for the Dragons, played five for the Sharks. And the bin that we talked about earlier with Ramian with a smack in the back of the head. and yeah. um, Mulatano probably could have got one as well. Yeah, I thought so. It was like um, Basil Fawlty hitting Manuel over the back of the head. <laughs> well, he jumped and he sort of got halfway through the punch and went, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But anyway, McCulloch oh, with 64 fa- yeah. tackles. The stat said intent should have got him a bit yeah. of assurance. McCulloch with 64 tackles, Bradley with 32, Vaughan with 208 metres and Katoa with 144. Uh, as someone who is tipping the Dragons to do better than I think most people are, I think that's a pretty satisfactory performance. I like their second half. I like their flight back. Um, I, I know I go back to the Cowboys, but I honestly don't see them at least being as bad as the Cowboys this year. I, I really like the fight back from the Dragons, but I think the Sharks, and I know they are versing an inferior team, in my opinion, but uh, they looked good. The, the, there's not t- 
too much you can say in patches. They, they yeah. did wrong. Yeah. I, I think they'll consider. Uh, apart from, uh, I'd say the start of the second half, the first tw- twenty minutes of the second half or so. There was about thirty minutes there where I thought the Dragons were actually going to run away with it. Yeah. They well, lifted they the were, tempo yeah. and they started busting the Sharks through the middle. Um, yeah. It was a very wet game, obviously, and. Their attack actually surprised me considering how wet it was. Um, Kennedy chimed in quite nicely at the start of the game and did a few nice things that led to points. What they call him? Bubba. Bubba Kennedy, Bubba yeah. Kennedy. yeah. That's him. He did quite well, yeah. Um, as I said, uh, the Dragons' back line struggled pretty hard. Um, Dufty made quite a few errors under yeah. the high ball. Um, the Hunt was probably their best attacking option, especially in that 30 minutes when... Lomax um, was uh, persona non grata. He, yeah, he disappeared. Yeah. He was Gonskis. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. But the Dragons pack pretty much matched it with the Sharks, except for Tarek Sims, which I'll oh, get Paul on Vaughan to later. Oh, He was actually... That's oh, the he, best game he he's played in as long as I can remember. Yeah. No, mate, he's a, he's a really good front row. He's, a, yeah. he's pretty underrated, to be honest. Like, he does have games where he goes missing, but when yeah. he's on, he's, he's destructive. Um and their bench, the both benches were okay. Um, yeah, that 30 minutes they had all the running, and I thought they were actually going to run over the top of the Sharks. But then there was a there was a couple of bad errors, and they just lost their energy. They made an extra hundred tackles. Um, Kennedy and Dugan were probably the best at the back line for the Sharks. Katoa mm. was okay. The Sharks pack was okay, except the bench probably let the Sharks down. To be honest, Magulius with again with 11 minutes. I was going to say you what, playing 11 like, minutes, like, bench what, player yeah. for 11 minutes like fucking. I was hanging for him to come in and like the just after half time or just before and. He didn't do a lot in the 11 minutes he no. was out there, but... But where the footy closes in a game, what are you going to do? What did um, he do to piss John Morris off? Oh, he's like, done I've, like been, <laughs> I've been saying it all the year last year, man. He's he's not liked by the coach. It's quite obvious. Otherwise, he'd be getting more game time. Um, Jack Williams, mate, he fucking doesn't deserve a first-grade spot. He directly led to two of those tries mm. back up through the middle. Uh, same theme with the Sharks last year. They get soft in the middle. When they when their starting pack comes off, yeah. they get soft in and around that middle. Um, Tolman helped a fraction but not a I lot. I think it was okay. His yeah, work yeah, yeah. was pretty good. And even his hit-ups, were, he, but, he yeah, took a lot of hard That defence, yeah. like, through the middle, Magulius, Tolman and Jack Williams, they missed Hooker, a couple of bad what tackles through them. I thought Braley was yeah. quite solid. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, again, that was the story for the Sharks, that middle defence, and that's where the Dragons went, straight back up the middle. That try to Dufty was probably the best try of the match. Yep. Yeah. Hunt floating back inside, short ball, and... Just burn them nice. through the middle with pace. Ueli um, and Woods actually probably turned the momentum when uh, when they brought those two back on. They stiffened up the middle again, and the defence came good. And then Ueli and Woods like Woods oh. cops a lot of crap, oh. man. I know he goes half the time he goes into the line pretty soft, but most of that is him turning looking for an offload. Like he he just does his job. He's, I will say and you're, what you just said is right in that. Um, I thought in that game he was particularly. I, you know, he wasn't um, yeah, he wasn't game breaker, but I thought uh, he came on the right time and he didn't he miss anything. He stiffened up the middle, up, yeah, and Ueli as well. They make decent well. metres. Um, he does hit the line soft at times, but it's generally because he's looking to pop it out the back. It's not, you know, yeah. it, and he's that he's uh, he's an older front rower, man. They're not running over the top of blokes. You know? No, that's right. The 30-year-old front rower is generally out like running over the top of He's actually slimmed down again, I think. Yeah, he has. I think the whole pack looked like they've actually, the whole team looked like they've slimmed down a little bit. Which could only benefit uh, in the game. And Moylan, 
but yeah, I did did Moylan things, ran around, confused the attack a bit, fucking got lost at times. <laughs> he had a couple of nice touches, but yeah, there, there's a lot of work there to go with Moylan. I think he's got to go back to fullback or to even to a wing or a centre. Fucking just run lines and yeah, I think I think I think he needs to be moved out of a playmaking role. He's not a not no, a playmaker. No. But. Yeah, I was going to say he's almost that kind of what's it now, but he doesn't like tackling. By his own admission, he doesn't like tackling. So, uh, he might be best just uh, fucking put him on a wing or fucking in yeah. the centres and just tell him to run straight and he, hopefully what, he gets um, a good ball. So ultimately, Barn, it was what it was, and we'll move on to next week. Nothing or, yeah. special, no. Um, you're not over. They're going to the Raiders. They're they're gonna get yeah. fucking towed up by the Raiders this week. Um, yeah. They did a decent job, but again, it was the Dragons. Um, I thought they were going to lose the game at one point and. Um, you know they, they're a bit better than I thought they were going to be but it's, um, yeah we all were sort of talking about how we th- thought the Warriors Titans would probably be the game of the week for me in terms of actually sitting down and watching a game of footy this was probably was the game of the week for me yeah. that was entertaining yeah. considering yeah. Entertaining. thought it wasn't going to be especially because yeah. there was enough momentum where like you said when, when Dragons had all the yeah, momentum they, they played well enough to make you believe yeah. hey here they come it was and, exciting and and, that's, and that's something I can't give the Cowboys and a few other teams yeah. well as neutrals an exciting Games yeah, and considering yeah. it pissed down all game, like the, it wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. A bit of social media housekeeping from the weekend. Our friend Gaz from uh, PCTC suggested he nearly smashed the TV watching Paraplay and asked if we can just suggest uh, they play a bit calmer football. <laughs> for lack of a better term, Dane and Kerr, Jason Saab for Port Plan of the Week. So glad I didn't hold on to him for SC. And Ben Roberts, Damo Mason, Big Matto. Thanks, Ben. Um, so <laughs> that's the comments from there. Quickly, all right. Let's get into a couple of um, couple of talking points. The uh, Super Coach Barn. Let's do let's do that now. How was weekend. Saab ever going to get any points playing behind a team that you got fuck say. all? Ball. Yeah. Like, he would have touched the thing twice. And yeah. He got nine points. Like <laughs> there'll be games where he gets <laughs> some points. Basically, he's just there to try and make some money down the road eventually. He can't lose any money, so... Yeah. Or lose a little bit, maybe. But our super coach, as I said, man, generally week to week, we're just going to try and keep it to the top scorers in each game. Um, as I said, I'm a bit worried about Coruscant. I had him as my first pick hooker. I'm going to have to... I'm thinking I'm going to have to look somewhere else because he's probably going to drop some money in the next couple of so weeks. So just um, tactics-wise, do you think... So round one, you're trying to avoid any trades just yet? until the money kicks in or are you happy to play one or two now depends how badly you fucked up yeah <laughs> realistically so you're, you're sort of so <laughs> I'm going to use probably the four trades because I think I've, I've made a few errors in um, with my with my cheap guys can we also just mention so, can we also just post some smoke up my ass yeah you go for it Oh, you're not going to do it? I don't know what you scored. I know you scored a fucking shit ton of points. 12.40 with no Tedesco. Every <laughs> single person that beat me had Tedesco captain. <laughs> Tedesco's not in my team, peoples. What was your captain? Don't worry about fucking Sangstar and Copeland. <laughs> 12.40 PODs. And I, uh, the only thing I'm concerned about, and it should have be been more because I had Mahani into the last minute, who only got 130, and um, I brought Moses in for Nikaruma, who nearly got 100. Um Question, uh, Captain Crichton. I got about ten seventy, and I think I had like six blokes score under thirty, so it's not the worst in the world because yeah. some of those will score more points in the next couple. It's of a weeks, tough week with a uh, tough year, but uh, I think my the one I'm most proud of was for for, for the Waker. Mm. I did I did tell you I told everyone, and um, he stepped up to the plate for us. I got him in my draft team, but I don't have him in, um, in my normal. Yeah, team, so you're happy to to use a couple of trades right now, are you, or you reckon? 
Well, generally, if you um, if you have gone every, the, yeah, two, have two gone the right way yeah. um, with your money makers in the first two weeks, you want to get them in before they start making money. You know, like if you pick someone you think's just gone like dog shit, or one of your big guys has had a really bad game and he's gonna lose money no matter what he does in the second week, you're probably better off getting rid of him now and yep. then um, you know trade in someone that might make money and then you can come back later and hold some hold some trades <laughs> a few weeks down the track. But yeah, if you need them now, use them. If you can keep them, keep them. But yeah, uh, the, the the one for me is I nearly well, I had Moses on the bench as a reserve five eight. Yep. And uh, was going to just punt him this week, but the draw. He's a flat track bully, and they've got some. Uh, some flat tracks coming up and I'm yeah, thinking yeah, I can yeah. maybe get uh, two months out of him before I have to really worry about it. Yeah. Um, so the other one Realistically, might be... Realistically, unless you're really worried about someone, you'd probably hold them, but... Yeah, and the other one might be the, the I've got Hodgson and Cheese and I might offload one for Mahani just because I've got a bit of a feeling. But again, that said, Melbourne's playing um, para this week and might be put on show by, by Melbourne. So at the moment, I've held, held trigger there and we'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, very happy yeah, I'm, I'm quite worried about Coruscant, so I'm probably going to make that trade at least and then um, have a look at who's going to make money next week because um, you want to get on the, next the big money makers in next week after, yeah. at the end of round two. So the comp itself, for those that don't know, kicks off next week. Uh, head the, to head, head round to, three. So we've got another week of money makers, yeah. Yeah, so and players don't make money until they've played two, until they play their third game. So they yeah. have to have played three games. So yeah, someone like Chris Saab uh, and Croker comes back in next week, you might be waiting a little you while could, to. Yeah, that's right. To see anything from him. Could have been someone that yeah you could um, have avoided. From so the what start, notes did so. you have on this scene in general, mate? No, generally I just I just went through and um, made the point on the top scorers from this week. To be honest, I'm I'm trying to avoid it because it did my head in because I completely fucked it up. But <laughs> how about yourself? What do you got? Well, I was so happy with myself. So that's that's about what we're going to tell you. <laughs> it was good. Um, just a, they should just be like a noted Esco award because when you when you're chasing 320 start on people. Um, uh, where are we here? Clockstag was okay. I'll end up captaining Latrell this week because they're playing Manly. Um, and Crichton, I'll just bench him for a week. I was happy with that. Tapane and Young were my other back row. I was like, that's a good week. Most of my money makers um, failed the fire this week. Um, I'll probably hold most of them. I'm going to hold Lucky Lamb. Lockie Lamb is reserved, but most most of my question marks to the bench. I was disappointed in Hetherington, Ogden, and Lockie Lamb, but um, and Magulius. So there's not a lot of money in the bench, but I'll get money elsewhere. Little someone that will. He's already scored 71 points. So well, I've got if you've got a Ojeda. spot in the hooker there where you want to make some money, he's going to make some money as long as he and plays three Mahani. games. Um, Mahani's going to have a couple of negative break evens, I'd say. Yeah, he'll be negative for probably four to four to six weeks somewhere. So yeah. he's going to make money for. And a he few will weeks, play well. And I just talked about the soft draw um, on air, probably talking myself into actually going and getting him, maybe just get rid of the cheese. And There's a lot of research that um, we'll see. you want to look at, but I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah. Uh, so your comment, in general comments, which I've completely cut you off, you, you'll be done. Oh, Jaden Braley again in the hooker position. Mm. Looks like someone that um, he looks like he's got the run of that show and um, he's did some nice things in that if hooker position. If they're turn up every week, he's going to... The halves are one of the hardest positions, I think, this year. It's, it's going to... 
make and break a lot of teams with the with your halfback choice each week. Um, set and forget is obviously Cleary, and if he's going to pump out 100 every week, it's probably someone you want to try and drag into your team. As you've already mentioned, Tedesco, if he keeps pumping out plus 100 scores every week, he's someone that you're going to need to get in there as well. Um, the big position for most players is centre wing. That's where you can either make a shit ton of money or you can stuff up quite badly, which I'm I have. Forecasting so. two O to be this year's no for Luma. Well, Pretty he was—he's basically my big money player. I've got in there. The rest of them are all cheapies, and not many of them did a lot of good stuff this week. But we'll see how they go this the round two. So, which just reminded me, I can put Cape Boyle into the back row actually for a week. Thank you, Barney. Um, it's been most informative. <laughs> um, yeah, now I've got dual, and dual position. Obviously, really handy. There's not many floating around. No, um, Talakai will be when he comes back, and I expect him to be one of the better ones. But we'll see how he goes. Yeah, and Dad Ollie, you're just happy to. Um, on the way home, I'm going to get some Maccas. I was planning on getting some Hungry Jacks, but I just looked it up, and they close at ten o'clock. So, oh, there we go. <laughs> Anyone who needs to feed this man, look after him. All right, let's get out of the way. The much vaunted uh, pop plan of the week. Award. Oh, we're going, we're going do it now. Pop, let's do yeah, it now. Let's we'll do it. Save our bets for Radio. later. Okay. So we're going straight to the pop plan or slap and salute first? Let's do every. Let's do pop plan. Uh, slap and salute. Okay. The, uh, I'd forgotten how to do this. Yeah, sound effects. Don't I do that? Yeah, something like that. Cheers and slaps. Yeah, something like that. All right. Barney. Go first. Slap go, or salute. Go and slap somebody. Well, I'm going to slap Cohen Hest. Look. I'm press that button for like, you know. Once again, he had, a, he had a, he played a bit of Origin a year and a half ago, or whatever it was, but the bloke played 80 minutes and had six runs in fucking 80 minutes in the back row, made 40 metres. He did make 25 tackles, but he missed six of them as well and then made an error on top of it. And he was one of the, one of the worst back rows running around this weekend. And your salute? Well, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit different because most people are going to go the b Mozes and the Teddies, but I'm going to go Isaiah Papali'i. Uh, I thought he was absolutely tremendous for Parramatta. He did everything that they needed out of him, and he looks a star in the making. Yeah, very good. Ollie? Well, I was actually going to go Papali'i for my salute, so I am going to end up going with one of the traditional ones. But you can, I'm going no, do yours, do yours, do you. Yeah, so my salute, I'm just going to go Ryan Pappenhausen. Do I really need to explain? Like, no, no, go on. for it. Not yeah. at all. Um, Who you want to slap? My Ollie? slap is going to be Aaron Clark. Yep. During that period of time where the Titans were doing those one-out runs, when we we needed to score, as I said, we we're twelve points down with ten minutes to go. It seemed as though every second play the ball, he'd go for a dart out of dummy half and get tackled. No, on okay. what, what on yeah, one yeah. occasion, he did it on the last tackle. Like, and this is with ten minutes to get. Like, as it. Oh, as a Titans fan, <laughs> it's okay. Piss me right Don't. off. That's why we do this. Dougie likes this. My therapist told me to do better. this. So. <laughs> Come on, Dougie, get amongst it. Hmm. <laughs> I give this slap with love. Okay, a loving slap. And I hope it's any time I have to do it. Joey Lelua. <laughs> Just wake up. Put the pumpkin on. Be the player you were. <laughs> Take the pumpkin off, Joey. Just breathe <laughs> and then hurt people. <laughs> Not hurt people, then be breathe while you sit off. He should come on salute and slap he to should get come some on. of that anger out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're welcome, Joey. I'll buy you a beer. Um, or more beers. Whatever. <laughs> and I will give my salute. I'm actually going to go with Gutho. I just, uh, it was reinforced just what he means outside, and I just... 
for a team I am quite critical of. I, I know I, I hide it well. Um, <laughs> I thought Gutho is just tremendous and uh, he, he, he speaks for himself. His effort, it's effort. All you ask is effort from your players. And if you were a Parramatta fan, you would call him the king. There's no, like, you just... If Parra are in the game, he's leading it. Let's flip it around, boys. Pot plant time. We'll have music for this. Uh, yeah, it would ever be the same music. Um, <laughs> Where are we I'll going? come with a theme. Go on, Barney. Your pot yeah, plant of the week. Radio. So my pot plant of the week was Tarek Sims. Mm-hmm. Once again, an origin rep. A year and a half, two years ago. Blake played 67 minutes, had five runs for 37 m- metres. 24 tackles, but missed eight of them. Two errors and costly errors at that. Um, there was about 30 minutes where I was watching that game, and obviously I watch it pretty closely because I'm a Shark supporter. And I, the only thing I remember about him was him missing tackles for half an hour. Like, I thought it was gone last they, year. <laughs> they ran at him, they yeah. exposed him, and mate, from a bloke who was playing Origin two years ago, I don't know how he's fallen so far, but he was the worst out of both packs by a long way in that game. Fair enough. Your pop plan, Ollie? My pop plan, Adam Reynolds. <laughs> Quite fitting um, mm-hmm. like against the Melbourne Storm. Just didn't like it was bad. I brought it up before. He was bad. Didn't, didn't really do sure. anything mm-hmm. um, for a player who's one of the better halfbacks in the competition on his day and in a team that many have winning the comp against the Melbourne Storm. It's just not good enough. Agree. Um, and I've got honourable mentions this week because Adam Reynolds was the first person I wrote down. Mitch Moses was the second. Luke Brooks was the third. Capoa was the fourth, but I have to give it to uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. The whole team. I'm giving the team. <laughs> the whole team. The team pop plan of the week, the first time ever. Uh, but there were some very average halfbacks, and I hope there's an improvement this week. And I don't think we'll see it because, we'll, as we talk about right now in our previews, um, they won't be to the well. Yeah, they won't be to the fore this week, I don't think. Um, we'll keep our betting stuff to the end, uh, and let's get into the preview. We'll right kick yeah. off tomorrow night with, or tonight for those that are listening, Power and Storm at Bankwest. So in Sydney, it forecast is it for Noah to park his ark somewhere <laughs> on the M4. It's going to have supposedly going to – it's been raining quite heavily here at Penrith. It's going to hammer down um, – I think it's 20 to 40 mil tomorrow, 20, 40 mil Persistent all rain. the way through to Sunday. Mm. Cricket finals are washed out. Um, <laughs> Golden Slip is going to be a heavy track, all that sort of thing. And so wet weather footy, which Toto mentioned is an issue for Parramatta. Yep. Um, Nakore comes back for Hipgrave to be mush, uh, mushed and even pushed to the reserves. Stormer unchanged from their, their outing last week. Uh, Barney, how are you approaching the game? Mate, if Parramatta turn up in that first half the way they did against the Broncos, they could be behind by 40 coming into halftime. Yep. Um, so key matchups are the halves and the hookers. There's question marks around, obviously, the Eels halves out of the way that they ca- they came in the last week. Not a lot of question marks about the Storm halves. Um, Munster was quiet, and so was Jerome Hughes, but we know what they've got to offer, which is, at their best, decidedly more than what the Parramatta halves have. Um, the hookers should be a pretty good matchup. Cheese and Mahoney, they're going to go at it. Um, they're both representative hookers, and that could be a, a determining factor in this game. Back row... Could be considered close if they both aim up at their best, but I don't think it will be. 
Not if they're on the wrong side of the field. <laughs> Parramatta might actually have the edge on the bench, to be honest. Um, I think Melbourne Storm's bench is a little bit uh, weaker than it has been recently, but I'm still going to go with Melbourne 13+. plus. I don't think the Storm uh, drop off at the back end of the game like they did last week. I think they're going to push this one to the end because they're up against someone that's considered a top eight contender, and I think that they were last they're just going to win 13+. plus. So... No, but I don't, I don't think they're going to pay the respect to Parramatta the way that they did with Souths because they tried to grind that no. game out rather than and just going, no, I we're still too good think, for you, blokes. I still think and they're two weeks underdone too. Yeah, so I've got Melbourne 13 plus, Justin Olam, first try scorer and Munster man of the match. Very good. Ollie boy? Um, I've got Melbourne winning this one 13 plus. I feel like it'll be like last week in many ways. I genuinely think Melbourne will be up about 24 nil at half time. They'll let Parra get back into it a little bit, but I think Melbourne will, will put more points on in the second half. I, I can see something like a 36 to 10 where Parra look all right for a while in the second half, but like Melbourne are just going to dominate them, I think, well and truly. Yeah, um, give us uh, no. GT is keeping spreadsheets. He's very specific about we need to give first try man of the first match. try man. And shout out to GT. I haven't given a shout out, but um, good man. He's going to keep track of all our prognostications this year. So the Oracle better finish first. Um, and you know we'll get him on a show round twenty six. He can read it out. That'll be a bit of fun. Okay, I'll go man of the match Munster. I'll go first try scorer Justin Olam. I want to. Uh, I, I think they're going to. I agree with you. They're going to put power on show this week. Uh, absolutely, they're going to. The litmus test will be up, and they will fall short. Um, for me, everything you've said is right. I'm going to say Storm by 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Welsh, man of the match. I think he might step up and just dominate a good, a good on paper Ford pack. But just, I really love his leadership at the moment. First try scorer, and we didn't mention it in our reviews. The Fox just turning around the big QE2 on the wing there, Sevo. <laughs> he, isn't he, we didn't talk about it in the review, but isn't he well and truly exposed now? Yeah, I think so. Just kick behind, turn just around. Turn him around. Pull him come apart. back. Uh, a little, maybe a little monster grabber through the line and Fox beating him to the punch. For me... I, just um, to butt in about Sevo, I remember back when Brad Arthur was like, oh yeah, it's amazing, you know, when he came into training, it was like semi-ride rider. We literally taught him to grab the ball, run as hard as he can and put it down at the end. So... It seems as soon as Brad Arthur said that, teams went, oh, okay, so you've not actually taught him how to play football. Let's expose <laughs> all the weaknesses Turn he has. Pick <laughs> <it up>. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, that's what's happened, and that's what Parramatta get for doing that, I guess. Yep, exactly right. Um, so he's up against the best wing. One, oh, yeah, the best winger in the game. Yep. You could, uh, his defensive that. decisions are questionable at best, and he's got a new combination with Opacek inside him. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's issues on both, and there's issues on both edges haven't been exploited yet. Uh, a bit of breaking news: uh, apparently, uh, Jonathan Thurston's agreed to a contract with Queensland to be a part of their coaching staff for Origin, whatever that means. Um, him and Neil Henry, isn't it? Yeah. Have a job yeah, forever. Which uh, means I don't have to watch him on Channel 9. Uh, and oh, he'll be on 9 still. Yeah. And um, Just watch Fox an in-principle like agreement it. with the Broncos for Jordan Ricky to stay there going forward. So um, yep. some breaking news as we give you, probably give you an idea of when we record this show. <laughs> 
6 p.m. Friday game, we head to Central Coast again. Is is this a for the whole year Central Coast, or is the idea to be first up? month that was the plan? Uh, and no, but the, but then there was a COVID outbreak, a small one in Auckland, okay. and okay. they're there until at so least July. I think it is. Yeah. Oh wow! At least now, like okay. confirmed. Yeah. Uh, Pompey comes in for you and Aitken in the centres. Uh, the only change for both teams, really. Uh, and Connor Watson is named again to start at 13. Is man name? Yes, yeah. that man's been named. Uh, da, 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 I think da, da. a lot of this is just copy and paste from the week before. I think you'll see a few blokes come out with injuries that actually have been named Well, yeah, won't so, actually take the uh, place uh, in oh, the no, team. The other one we didn't mention, we, we talked about Dominic Young. Did you see his try and reserve grade again this week? Or his assistant grade? He uh, took four blokes and popped one. And yeah, right. I think he's not far away from being... Uh, a starting centre in this team, him and Bradman Best would be an interesting combination. Best, Best might not even play either. It didn't look good the no, way that they landed yeah. on his ankle on the weekend. So, so given those suggestions, both man and Best, yeah, question marks. Been named, but yeah, question marks on those. Two. Barney? Um, the Warriors' ball handling and defence impressed me like a lot last weekend and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Jaden Braley added a lot of spark to the the Knights' attack. I'm interested to see how he's if he's given the same space against the Warriors. I'm not sure he will be. Um, forward matchups is a big one in this game. Obviously, they they both dominated both their games on the weekend and got wins out of their forward packs. So, I think um, the Warriors have got a few more meters and a bit more impact in them. This but could I be the sneaky the, game of the week. Oh, 100%, no, 100%, forecast last week, actually. But I think the Knights have probably got a little bit more skill on the edges. So it's a close game, toss of the coin realistically. Um, I think the Warriors have got a little bit more proven strike in their outside back, so I'm going to go with the Warriors 1-12. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake, first try scorer, and Torhu Harris, man of the match. Held 50s over the front. Yeah, 34. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I can't wait for Daniel Saifidi and David Clamart up against the entire Warriors forward pack. Like, it's just going to be... Oh, they're going to take it personally, It's going to be an amazing thing to watch, which is... Just quickly, uh, well, yeah, yeah, one I've missed. uh, Jack Murchie's on extended bench there. He's close to fit. I assume he might come onto the bench. Sorry, go Yeah, well, I was just saying, yeah, that's that's why for me it's the game of the week. Whereas when I thought, when I was picking the Titans Warriors, I thought because they'll get the ball out to the edges, it'll be flashy. No, this will be... This game will pretty much be in the middle for the full 80 minutes, and I'm on a heavy right track. up for it. Yep. Oh, and I guess i got to go first. Tri- oh, well, I'm going to Warriors to win 1-12. to I'm going to say first try scorer. I can see, like, a, a Chanel Harris-DeVita maybe getting one early. Um, show and go. Yeah, Oof. show and go. Um, well, when the Fords have been bashing each other for a few minutes and then try mm. something different. Um, man of the match for me is going to be Adam Fanua Blake. I am going to... Okay, I agree with what you're saying. So in a bashing contest, Warriors have the edge on the bench. Oh, 100%. They've got 80 minutes of bash, uh, whereas you've got... Um, no, so Jacob will do a good job, and I guess who else is who's there. So I'm, I'm thinking the Warriors, what you said... If we're going bashing contests, I'm leaning towards Warriors given that. Yep. Also, that they've named Connor Watson again starting 13. He's going to make some tackles against yep. some big boys this week. I think he might go into six. I think you might see Man not in the team. Mm, mm. But. Which uh, which is, it's yeah, I understand that too. Uh, but not a lot of size on the bench either. Um, so just, just I'm going leaning that way. That uh, just the rotation and discipline in wet weather will suit the Warriors. Warriors by eight for me. I'm going to try go first try for Satua. I didn't do a lot last week, but I think he'll get back in his groove. 
And while the Ford do a hard look, I think Cody Nicarima will be man of the match. Um, nice. I think maybe they'll crack the egg by the 60-minute mark and he can have a bit to do Run in the last mark. 20. Yeah, nice. Let's get up to the 8 o'clock game, the Derby, the Titans and the Cowboys at Seabus. The Broncos. Seabus oh, Stadium, 8.05 on Friday night. All right, Ed, Barney's in charge next week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, Flegler starts, comes in for Lord Reese Kennedy, goes onto the bench for the Broncos, uh, and everyone's forecasting 100% David Fafita. So let's call that a change according to the world, apparently. Um, I'll, I'll lead away. Why not? I, I'm i going to back the Titans to be slightly better in this. I think this is a closer game than we... Um, than we think. I think the Ford wrestles on. I'm hoping we see Ford Awaker. I think if Titans play the same way they did last week, we see a similar game to what we just talked about. Um, Ford Awaker, Tino and Fafita having big games. Titans by... I'm going Titans by 10, but it'll be a late, late try. I'm going to say AJ first. AJ man of the match. We'll see him return to his best. Uh, we really need to see the halves in action from Titans. If we don't yep. see it this week, I am prepared to pen them quite early. Barney. Yeah, well, the Broncos showed more attacking flair than the Titans did last uh, in the first round, so which most people wouldn't have expected at all. Um, yep. Interested to see how both teams attack this game, whether the Titans do decide to go and shift to the back or whether they're going to take it up through the middle. Um, the whole back line's a 50-50 um, proposition, in my opinion. I think that they both match up quite well. It depends on who turns up better on the day than the other, the back line. But um, in this game, I've, I think the Titans have just got a few more, few more consistent motors. I think they're just going to go for that little bit longer in the middle, um, and they're going to uh, Titans one to twelve, man of the match, as you just. Spruked for feeder. It's a grudge match. I think he's going to do his best to try and break open that middle, and he's going to try. He might end up being an absolute flop and just try way too much and try to throw a million offloads and fuck them all up. But mm. he could also be the man of the match. And I think Anthony Don first try kick to the corner. This is such an interesting. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, such an interesting. The more you look at the team, such an interesting game because this could be set up perfectly for a platform. And both halves could flop. Like, they really could. 100%. Yep. Um, yeah, only. I'm tipping Brisbane 1 to 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. Explain. <laughs> I think they're going to be very confident after that performance last week against Power, and I'm really high on them after that performance. Obvi- um, I-, I think if they put in that same effort and the Titans put in the same effort as last week, I'm confident Brisbane win this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, David Fafita, a lot of people pumping him up to have his best game ever versing the Broncos, but that could work completely in the, the opposite direction. I'm, so, yep. I'm going to say... A former Titan gets the first try. I'm going to say David Mead. He got first try last week as well. And looked uh, impressive. Yeah, it looked yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have to say four men of the match, which is tough because I feel like a lot of, especially last week, I think for Brisbane, there weren't necessarily too many standouts. Yeah. I think that it was just a, a really good performance. I think Brisbane actually gave Jermaine Asako the man of the match from them, but I don't think he'll get it. <sighs> I'm going to go Anthony Milford. I was going to say, you're going to say Milford. I'm going to go the whole hog and I'm going to say Anthony Milford. He was impressive Don't, don't get me wrong, I still think yeah. Brisbane are going to finish bottom four and I still think the Titans will end up in the top eight, but I think it, based off of last week in this one game, Brisbane can get him. Early season four. Um, yeah. But you know what, don't worry, and I think uh, in round three the Titans will be played right back into form because Daggy, guess who they're versing? I know. 
<laughs> Dogs <laughs> versus Panthers. Yeah. So I am um, doing this thing because now the rest of these are all, like I said, stronger form lines coming through weaker form, and yeah. this is these these are all interesting ones to line up. But your dogs play Penrith. Oh, over did, you, did you mention? Sorry, did you have your say on that game? Yeah, AJ first try, oh, AJ did, yes, man of the match. Yeah. Dogs versus Panthers uh, at Titans Bank West. By 10. Um, Dogs versus Dragons at Bank West. Dogs versus Panthers. Panthers. Jeez. Dogs versus Panthers <laughs> at Banks West. Um, 3 p.m. Saturday. Deets goes out for Marshall King to come back in. Fatala Mariner comes into the starting lineup. Penrith, as per program. I think it'll be rinse and repeat for the Panthers. Uh, a replay of last you. week. And, uh, <laughs> did you write that down? It's repeat. fucking written right there. Well, okay. no, that's Copy <laughs> and that's, taste. That's what's going to happen, though, isn't it? That's they will play clinically. They'll do what they have to do. They'll go through motion. They'll be easy to watch, um, inoffensive, and will win 16 plus. I'm going Paul Morowski first try scorer. And I'm saying Louie man of the match. I think he'll be a little bit more involved and later on he'll tear some of those edges apart. Momorowski was really good against the Cowboys as well. He's a very good player. He's underrated, isn't he? Oli. Um, I'm going to go the Panthers in this one and it's going to be like last week, right? The Panthers play to just above the level of the team that they're going up against if they're a a team a bit further down the ladder. I still think it'll be 13 plus. I feel like it'll be close-ish in the first half. Yeah, I need to mention. So we we need to like put some sort of guts to this, but interesting clash to see these two uh, Canterbury props against. Oh well, the vaunted Penrith uh, especially. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more a back row battle to be honest than the front row. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think the dogs will provide a little more resistance than the Cowboys did. But Ollie, finish off. Yeah, finish it. it. Um, I'm GT gets yeah. very angry. If we <laughs> so, First try scorer. First try scorer. Um, yeah, I'm going to get on the Momorowski train too. Why not? Man and of the match. Man of the match. I'm going to go James Fisher-Harris. Yeah, nice. Can't argue with much of that, to be honest. Um, as I said, I think it, you expect a little more resistance out of the Dogs pack than what you got out of the Cowboys pack because it's a little bit more balanced than the Cowboys pack. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Dogs fight for half an hour, maybe 40 minutes, but then uh, Penrith's going to be in control. I don't see him ever being out of control of this game. <laughs> For the entire 80 minutes, Panthers 13 plus. First try scorer, Crichton. And man of the match, Luai. I think they're going to go to that left edge and just tear it apart. 5.30 game, the Seagulls. And sorry, sentimental. <laughs> the Seagulls and South at Lowland. Uh, Ollie's already said praying Gavin, to his Given the final <laughs> Final rights What are they called? Uh, last last rights yeah. It's the last uh, supper for Manly It's the last everything oh, It's <laughs> the last everything Alright Mansour and Host uh, Get the boot For Paulo and Colin Matungi To come in uh, Tom Burgess has been named to start. Liam Martin apparently is not far away. The professor to come back uh, He's named on the extended bench uh, Davey Liam come- Martin Liam Knight what did I say, Liam Martin? Yeah. Oh, Liam Knight, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Andrew Davey starts for Gozowitz, and Cade Cuss comes onto the bench after he's acceptive. Acceptive. <laughs> Barney, can you he's lost it. After, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> laughing at the game, and I'm gone. didn't even attempt to no. say his name right. Just Gozowitz. Georgeski. Georgeski. Jesus. Sorry. Fasa was Fasa. I apologise to all of um, Surely the Manly, Manly fans. Surely has to be somewhat better than what they were last week. I'm not sure it's going to be a lot better. but <laughs> And the scoreline might even be worse, but <laughs> who knows? Because <laughs> 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 
if the if the Rabbitohs control the ball, they could keep a list of these GT too. I want to see my best seventeen at the end of the year. The Rabbitohs control the ball. Nick Quinn. The, the scoreline could be exactly the same as what it was last week, but if they drop the ball the way they did last uh, last game, I'm expecting it. It's going to be 13 plus, I would imagine. I can't see it being anything but uh, Latrell Mitchell on the back of the the sweet play out to the left, and AJ is probably going to get close to a hat trick. Uh, South 13 plus, first try scorer, AJ and man of the match, Walker. Oh, he's not even drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is ridiculous. This, this is where South will just um, pull out a. just slaughter him. Um, Pack size won't matter. This will be ball playing all time. It'll be great to watch. Uh, I'm going South's 36 plus. Latrell <laughs> <laughs> um, will score a hat trick, but Cody Walker, NB man of the match, Cody Walker first try just darting away and doing whatever he wants. This will be an absolute embarrassment. And um, man, the press will be all over Desi's contract extension after this because this will be a space job. Um, do I need to say anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go south probably at 30 plus. Um, I'm going to go first try scorer Jackson Paulo. Um, I think he was really good in the charity shield and I thought deserved to get the start originally over Mansour. So I think he'll prove a point here. And I'm going to go man of the match. you got to go Latrell. Now, can we give the pop plan of the week for whoever gave the Saturday 7.30 game to the Cowboys <laughs> and the Dragons? Actually, it's right because I'm – no, I've got the kids. Otherwise, they'd be drunk by then. Queensland um, Country Bank Stadium. Queensland Country Bank Stadium. A big fat question mark I put in my notes. I'm going to – oh, Corey Norman comes back in to start at six. Uh, uh, I cannot find a single positive about the Cowboys, so I'm going to tip the Dragons forward pack to actually set a decent platform here against um, a reserve-grade team and do enough where everyone else will do their job too. Uh, I'm going to say Dragons by six, but uh, that's very generous the more I think about it. Ravalawa, first try. Paul Vaughan, man of the match, running 200-plus metres. Barney. Yeah, okay. So I've got the fullback and the wingers, I think, is probably the only matchup that you're going to get out of this game, to be honest, because I don't think the – I think the forwards match up pretty evenly and – I think there's going to be a. I think the ball's going to be thrown around a bit in this game, especially if we get a dry track up at um, yeah, North Queensland on a Saturday yeah. night. Um, the hooker matchup seems interesting. It, again, that's probably another battle that might go close. I'm not getting overly excited about this game. I expect both teams to be a little bit stronger than what they were last week, but how much can they both improve realistically? Not a great deal. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to come out firing just after the rev-up that they caught last week off their coach. I think the Cowboys 1-12. First try scorer felt. I think you had a lot of kicks into the corners and a lot of rainbow balls thrown to the edges and... Mm. Um, if that happens, I think Drinkwater might um, set up a couple of tries and get man of the match. So it's a toss of a coin. Fucking <laughs> just flip a coin and do your yeah. best. Uh, I've got the Dragons winning 13 plus. If I am going to tip the Dragons to do better than most people think, okay. they have to be dominant against a team like the Cowboys, I'd say, or at least win. Yep. Um, first try score, I'm going to go Cody Ramsey. Man of the match, I will go Andrew McCulloch. 
Cool. It's going to make 60 tackles. So. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting interesting game, actually, when you, I just don't talk about it. Um, but, like, pressure on Drinkwater and Holmes and so on. And really, I'm glad Todd Payton decided to move North Queensland. Have you got a nice little place up there somewhere? But I, don't, I just don't, I, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Tigers at Campbelltown against Roosters. Uh, we got Freddie Lustig in for Jake Friend. Uh, Nate Butcher comes in for Angus Crichton for the week off. And Fletcher Baker onto the bench. Dewey comes back into six, which pushes Mumbai to the bench. Um, I think I will be hoping for less damage for the same damage Cambridge do us in this game. Roosters can come out very well, can come out firing. You know what you're going to get. Our forwards can match them, and I think that might be the saving grace, but I'm still going to say Roosters by 18. Joey Manu, first try scorer, just because he didn't do a lot last week, and uh, it might be the Luke Keery show this week. He might just put our halves to shame. Rinse and repeat for me. <laughs> exactly yeah. the same. Uh, Dewey back is going to be interesting for the dynamic of the Tigers' attack. It'll be interesting to see how uh, he gels with the outside backs and um, his combination with uh, with the fullback. Uh, there's a few losses for the Roosters team with the hooker and back row. Obviously, uh, you've got Crichton suspended and Friend uh, knocked out. So there's going to be... Um, I think there might be a, a little bit less than what they were last week, but still expecting the Roosters 13+. plus First try scorer, Manu, and man of the match, Kiri. Ollie? I'm going to go Roosters 13+. plus. I feel like the Tigers, it, it's weird because I, I obviously, as I've said, Canberra are going to win the comp in my opinion, but I feel like they their fight will be a bit less against the Roosters. I feel like the Roosters can probably snuff them out a bit earlier. I'd say the first 20 minutes will they be will throw They will throw those, um, what, they'll, they'll target the edges more than Canberra yeah. do, well, it, which concerns it, me. If we, if we actually yeah. do some proper analysis on this, uh, Canberra just don't play that wider one and someone like Kapoa and those edges are in dire, dire straits yeah, this week. I don't think the Tigers will be looking to go to their edges too much in this one. I think they're going to put all no, the bricks in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it in the middle and that'll work for 20 minutes until their forwards start getting tired and um, yeah. then I think the Roosters will run rough, sh- rough shot. Um, mm-hmm. First try scorer, I am going to go with a Tiger. I'm going to go Dane Laurie. I think okay. the first try and my man of the match is going to be Siwa Taukeaho. Yeah. Yeah, nice. The Sharks and Raiders wrap us up again the 6-15 game at Jubilee. Um, Jesse Raymond goes out for Moana Hiroti to come in. Mm-hmm. No changes for the Raiders. Barney, I've taken your thunder a little bit in the last few games. You may lead us away. <laughs> may I interrupt for a second? You brought up the time scheduling before. How is this the 6.30 game on a Sunday, which is traditionally the Sharks seem to have a game well, the last, that people don't care about, last but Canberra playing. Years, yeah, the Sharks well, and Raiders have matched up pretty well. well. I'll put it this way. How is that not the Canberra, Cowboys if, and Dragons? If though? you look at the Channel 9 schedule, and I'm pretty sure... I would be not because the Queensland team, Brisbane and Channel Nine don't play yeah, the six. Queensland, game, uh, if you look at the Channel Nine schedule, probably the last ten years, I would suggest Canberra and Sharks would be at the bottom of it. Mm. Through no knock on them, Pretty I would, close to it, I yeah. couldn't think of many Canberra, uh, tr- many Cronulla Channel Nine games well, at all. Um, so they just same with the Raiders. The Raiders but, don't get and Raiders are next because they Channel just they games. must just assume it's yeah. not worth broadcasting in DCT. Uh, it's purely a TV. Uh, it's purely yeah. a TV decision. And do I agree with it? No. 
Is um, it going to be a better contest than the Tigers and the Roosters? Quite yes, possibly. But uh, they will. They, no, well, I'm not even in talking their the book, Tigers and They Roosters. would have 10 years of data where they just go, no, well, they know that uh, Tigers, Dragons, Roosters draw on a 4 o'clock on a Sunday. They rate. Yeah. Uh, rate, yeah. And um, so that's why they get. That's why Tigers, I think, for the next month have 4 o'clock Sunday games because they know Tigers games do. Dragons games generally do quite well. Uh, this last year would have probably numbed that, and this year will. Roosters do. Uh, and there's another team that always draw well on nine. Um, Broncos on a Friday night. Broncos Friday night. <laughs> but they know they would have their database to sort TV. Yeah. And, and Channel 9 get first call, and Fox are happy to just pick up the pieces. I get that, but I don't know. It's just the Dragons, I agree. Versus, I agree. Dragons versus Cowboys, Cowboys and Raiders versus Sharks. I think at least f- yeah, for, neut- for neutral around. fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to get more people It's the same reason 7.30, they don't care about the Super Saturdays because 7.30... Why is Cowboys the main event on a Super Saturday? For the second week in a row. Yeah. So because they just go, okay, Fox can have the scraps. We'll take we'll take Roosters, Tigers. We'll take Manly Rabbits. Uh, Manly Rabbits. And we'll take... Um, Eels, Storm. Eels and Storm. And Storm, Storm I think this I year... Think Storm this year have a dreadful draw. They're going to win most of them, but they have a, they have a lot of Thursday Fridays because they've turned around and gone, okay, we want the Storm on free-to-air TV. Yeah. Simple, simple. <laughs> would I do it if I was picking if I was planning laying it out of course I wouldn't but yeah generally a good game between the Sharks and the Raiders especially over the last three or four years a bit of a rivalry going on there but um, the Sharks are a little bit weaker than they have been over the last three or four years um, yeah that's, it wasn't I, bagging you I don't feel bad oh I feel just, terrible I'm going to cry myself to I sleep. think it's going to be similar, similar to last week without the Sharks picking up the early points um, mm. Sharks will probably put in and be pretty tough for the first half an hour and then the Raiders will get the roll on through the middle like the Dragons did and the Sharks aren't going to pull them up. They're not going to stop them once the Raiders get their roll on through the middle. So I've got the Raiders 13+. plus. First try scorer Hudson Young and man of the match Hodgson. Raiders 13+. plus. I'm going to go first try scorer. going to go Rapana and I'm going to go with my man of the match which will be George Williams, because I love him. Very good. And he will play very well. Um, everything you said's right. I This will be the yeah, typical just up the middle, up the middle, middle. And I reckon that that uh, 20 minutes either side of half time where yeah. the props are off, they're just going to slice them. We'll match them for 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, and then, and then the other once half they go away, it's just you know, the gates are open. I know Raiders, Raiders by 18. Uh, I agree with you, Rapana. And Rapana's sneakily come back well. Like, he played quite well last year. Because they're playing him on the wing. Without wraps, but now he gets back to the wing, and he's. I think he's as good as he's ever been. Um, off Just off an offload of either a, one of the edge forwards or the centre. And actually, we didn't talk about him, but Sebastian Chris, apart from all the tickets he kept dropping of himself, he um, played quite well. <laughs> he, he didn't mind himself. He's got a lot of attitude he was, um, about, about yeah, him. He, yeah. he's he got gets in and gets offer. amongst it. And I would say man of the match, Tarpane. Um, just He was tremendous last week. He is... He's cementing himself as a yeah one of the best um, back rowers running yeah, around. Very so. good and uh, and great for my super coach. Final thoughts. Uh, let's wrap up with our punning disaster class, Barney boy. Yeah, How did man. we fare last week? Oh, I have to go back a few pages here. Hang on. Daggy was the winner from last week with his multi that. Ended up uh, returning $242.50 for a $50 outlay. Uh, the Gumpy returned 175 out of his $50 outlay, and myself and Ollie missed out. 
So there, there we're minus brief, $50. There was a brief period where uh, Ollie, he tipped the whole Paris behind to score until we had gone in. At 81 to 1. And uh, everyone's going, what's going on here? There's a two and a half. Oh, wow. But yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, Ollie, do you want to lead us away then? With yeah, you? I'm going to go a bit of an outsider one again yep. this week. Um, well, I'm tipping the Broncos to win 1-12, to 12, so they're going to be in my multi. I'm tipping David Mead to be first try scorer, so I'm tipping him as first try scorer. And I'm tipping Anthony Milford as my man of the match, so I'm going to say any time Anthony Milford. Very nice. I like right, it. We'll have to get a price on that. We'll get back to you next week. You can <laughs> look that up and write that is in. That Milford, anytime. Anytime. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll find it out. Or you can find it out, Bun. You're in yeah, charge of that. I'll look at the. I'll, I'll get a price and we'll put it up. It's going to be yeah, <laughs> it's thirty plus. I least. I was going to bundle up. There's money to be made this year bundling up favourites and just backing them because they're going to win yep. lots of games. I was going to do that, but now I've gone outside the box a tiny bit. Um. I'm going to go Latrell anytime. Yep. Try. Into Tedesco anytime. Try. You're getting $4.75. 50 bucks gets you $237.50 back. So pretty confident, too. Anytime at what was your price? $4.75. Teddy and Latrell both to yep. score for the weekend. Beautiful. And how are you wrapping up, Barn? So I'm going to go Panthers, Roosters, Souths, and Raiders at 13 plus. Ooh. It gives you $14.70. I'm going to have 10 bucks on that. We've got Titans, Panthers, Souths, Cowboys and Roosters head-to-head, $3.80. We'll put $25 on that. Uh, sorry, $35 on that. And then $5 on Fanua Blake at $34 for the first try score. Nice. Yeah, so they'll all probably miss, but... That's all right. <laughs> just throwing them out there, Barn. Good job, boys. Uh, Golden Slipper Day this weekend as well on the heavy track. We will preview all of that on Show Us Your Tips. You can find that uh, courtesy of Progret Racing on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else you can find us. Uh, That's my crack on the punters this weekend. It's your cr- crack in the punters club. Bad day to have Gonna got have it, Going to have to do some research. Bad day to have got it. But um, you'll be fine. I've Looking got faith. for a dry track somewhere. Yeah, maybe Mornington or... Uh, <laughs> WA. But uh, apart from that, good job, boys. We'll be back next week. If you made it this far into this, uh, make sure you subscribe. Give us some feedback. Jump on all our social medias, Footy and Frothy. You can find us across all platforms, Beer Garden Empire on YouTube as well. Uh, Boys, good luck this weekend. May your teams play well, and we'll talk to everyone after a while. Mm